you know, we love catching fish, and that's ultimately why we got into it. Ultimately, that's probably why everyone gets into it is for the fish. Like that first time you go fishing, first time you go fly fishing, whatever it is, it's so it's 100% about the fish. Nothing else matters. It's about the fish I catch. But the more you do it, the more people you meet, and the more experience that you have, the places that you travel, it's less and less about the fish. Have to remember there has to be a freezer pot. Are we on? Are we running? We're we're running. I don't we're know. live. We're oh gosh, we're, we're rolling. Yeah, let's Wasn't not do that because I don't want to come home to a freezer full of just exploded beer. I don't think that would be fun for me. Have you ever forgotten beers in the freezer? I have about a dozen times. It's happened at least. It's always like something strong, like IPA or something. Something just forgets in there, and then just sticks uh, for months. Yeah, literally, <clears throat> but. All right, we yeah. ready to fire it up? Let's do it. I think we're rolling. Are we good? Are we rolling? Dude, we're back. Boys and girls, it has been a bit of a hiatus from the podcast, but we finally made it back. Uh, down here in Buford, beautiful Buford, South Carolina, we got Junior and Rob here. Uh, Rob is a fly fishing guide down here in Buford, and Junior is also a videographer, does TikTok, Instagram, the whole thing, and a professional drone pilot today, <laughs> we found out. I think you're a professional drone catcher. I think I you am, are. I'm a professional drone catcher, yeah. exactly. If you were, we'd be firing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we caught on the low tide was a drone. So we, that's what uh, we caught. It counts. Almost broke a drone today. And a yeah. rod, and an expensive fly rod with it. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I, I didn't care about the drone. It was the fly rod that the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drone was going through the fly rod, and I was like, no. Junior's like, I don't want the, I don't want well, to give it context. I have my jacket like completely over my head. So the, my only visual is the camera, like the, the actual fly feed through my phone. So I'm watching this just go down and I just see like, I'm like getting motion sick because the drone gimbal is going crazy. And then all I see is like someone pick it up and I'm like, well, it's not swimming. So we're good. I just don't well, understand. I don't understand why it didn't turn off. Like I, I flipped it. I it caught it. It was upside down. Caught it, flipped it. It was upside down, and then it kept going. But it did a weird, like it went like this on you or something. It made your hand so turn I, it was at a weird slipping angle. out of my hand, yeah. right? And like, I you think. Bailed, and you just bailed out. You're like, this, thing, this no, drone no, isn't working. No, worth no it. he didn't bail. He no. held on. I held on to it for a second. No, I need yes, this thing taking off with you. Like, like literally, <laughs> I need this to be like the movie up, but no, it and went, you just go flying it tor- out. It torqued his hand in a weird way and went straight at the fly rod. And when it caught that line, things just started. Spin yeah. Well, because it but turned ironically, a little bit, and then that's yeah. when it fell. Yeah. Then it was the, crazy. Then the fly is. It, Do we have it on film? Yeah. So yeah, it's was we, recording the whole time. Then we know it exactly what happened. Well, I mean, the drone's going to be like the doing drone is bouncing gonna be... all over the place. So essentially, the line actually saved the drone. So we're going to go with that. The line. If it, if it didn't hit the line, it it's didn't get possible. caught up. It would have bounced off the boat into the creek. It's possible. Say yeah. It. But we have video. We can literally go back and. Yeah, this is what happened. Yeah, I guess we could do that. Essentially, we didn't lose a drone. Didn't lose a drone. We didn't lose a finger while trying to catch or the, the drone. fly rod or fly rod. The, the drone did full on hit the fly rod. Like wow. I think Ricochet, it knocked it. Yeah, it, it hit it hard. Like yeah. I thought. Also, to mention, as this drone was crashing to the ground, to the to the, the boat, I should say, it it bounces. It gets caught in the line, my fly line, and the leader bounces bounces out towards the water was like inches away from falling in the water and the line just pulled it back in the line said nope 
I'm going to get caught in the propellers and pull you well, back Because the propellers were wrapping the line. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was reeling itself in. It was an absolute shit show. Sometimes like that, you just have to believe in a higher power. The whole there's, time you know, I'm There's off. someone watching over us. <laughs> <laughs> These Drone guys gods. who went through the ringer this weekend, the last thing we want to end this whole trip on is a soaking wet dr- ruined drone. It was an Easter miracle. Easter miracle. That's that's exactly what it was. We'll go with that. Easter yeah. miracle. Well, you should you should be the one uh, to know about drones because you were recently a. <laughs> are we going? Are we already going a there? Viral, viral Instagrammer. Viral. <laughs> are you viral. hanging out with us? Like I don't know. Paint, paint I don't, the picture. I don't know, what, I don't know what the stipulations are for having a viral video on Instagram. Paint, I like I don't know the rules for this. We need, you, we need you. We need you to to paint the picture really quick for the people. Of yeah. your recent experience on Instagram and uprising, I should say. Upri- your recent <laughs> uprising in Instagram and what that's looked like. So like the, the video itself is I mean, it's just we were in a creek and some dolphins started strand feeding. It's something that happens in the low country. It's rare, but it happens and it's really cool to see the dolphins actually fully beach themselves while they're trying to capture fish. So we weren't, do, I mean, we weren't catching fish, so I'm like, well, throw the drone up. So we throw the drone up. We took some video of this happening. Looks pretty cool in the drone. Throw it on Instagram. First video got, I don't know, like a million views. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me edit another little video and throw it on there, you know, whatever. Let me just add a little, little bit of a, yeah, little bit of a Some touch. stuff that Junior taught me. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw this together, you know, like put the little music. <laughs> put it up on there. And next thing I know, this thing's just ting, ting, ting. I mean, a million on the first one was kind of like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, we're sitting at 40 million right now. <laughs> Dude, when we Dude, got you're so jealous. When we got here. I'm not I'm just baffled. Jealous. I'm just baffled. I think he's jealous. I'm not jealous of that. <laughs> you guys have to go to Rob's Instagram. Was it Captain Captain Cap, C-A-P-T, so Cap. Captain Rob, Rob Alexander. Alexander and you'll see the video. It's it's really cool video. It is. It's cool. really cool footage. But you look at the video and it's so simple. It's just like it's, an Elton nothing, John song yeah. and, and dolphins just and teaching themselves. Like, oh. And you went from what followers Oh, what did you start at? And what 1,800, at? I think, is what I was at. And then you're at I what now? Like 16K? 16K? <laughs> dude, the, dude, I think the next one, you should have that guy who uh, commentates Planet Earth, like the oh, British yeah. guy. What's that guy's name? Like the really well, calm. If you had 40 million views on the first one, would I be able to call him up? That's what I'm saying. I think that you have I have the, I think the I have clout, the clout to, now. Yeah, you have to the Instagram call clout. him up and be like, hey, man, I need your deep voice. Yeah. To like narrate this thing. And we're I'm here. A viral like dolphin. I think you could do that. Video guy. Viral dolphin influencer. Viral dolphin. Which by the way, I did want to, we talked about this earlier, but I wanted to mention like if somebody wants the mantle of like wild dolphin video Instagram accounts, there's something, there's something there out there. There's I'm a not going to chase there's it. There's a need. There's a need apparently. <laughs> there's a niche. I'm a not going to chase it. I like what I do. There's a need. I, I So I'm not chasing that one. But it's out there. Somebody can come up with a name and start posting dolphin videos. I think I think Scotty can piggyback on this. We can sit down and just grind weeks, weeks on end, trying to cut through footage, edit footage, co- color grade footage. Or I think we'll have some pretty cool stuff, right? Um, yes. And spend just an absurd amount of time on it and get. Yeah. Well, what days. what I mean, what you just what I learned earlier was when you you're like, did you even color grade that video? And I'm like, what's, what's <laughs> color, like, color grading? Grade. <laughs> hey, color well, grade. we should we should just oh. take take a note from your playbook of just think smarter, un, not harder. Yeah, exactly. Uncolor graded simple, raw. Stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Y'all are thinking too hard about this. We're thinking way too hard. Can you find me? What some are we dolphins? doing? 
That's what I need to do. Dolphins are cool. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. And what I look and so what I looked at when I was like, what's going on with this? If you go looking for like dolphin accounts and stuff, it's all dolphins in um, aquariums and stuff. Oh yeah, there's no one out there posting like wild dolphin. Maybe I missed something. I know one, Captain Rob Alexander. Captain Rob Alexander. The dolphin. I mean, so if only fins. Only. Only fish. There it is. There it is. <laughs> See, there's a name for somebody that they can run with. What was but, the other uh, one you guys said earlier? Uh, oh, only fins, right? Fly, no, I said fly, only fins. You said fin. wild fins. Wild fin. Wild fin. Wild was fly was, time. Yeah, wild yeah. fin. Wild fin, fin media. A, yeah. So watch that. That account's getting grabbed. <laughs> Grab all you can, boys it's and girls. Out. It's it's out there. I mean, <laughs> a good idea. But there's no one, and that's kind of. I mean, a way that's sad that there's not. There's like oh dolphins, and we think of them as being in pens. But these things are wild. They're out there. They're doing cool things, and you can literally see them. But most people, I just think, don't think ever get to see or imagine like a dolphin in the wild, which is maybe why this thing blew up. I don't know. I mean, I remember my first time coming down to Redfish in Charleston and seeing a dolphin like right next to the boat. I was like, holy crap. That they're, is, they're awesome. And it's a normal yeah. thing, you know, for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, from the outside, it, it makes sense. Everybody else listening to this is like, Oh, we hate dolphins. Like, yeah. <laughs> we hate them. They come. Our dolphins leave us alone, though, for the most part. Maybe if you get around some of the larger populated areas, you might find some dolphins who have been habituated to people and want to come steal your stuff. But our dolphins, they don't care about us. They're like, we got, we can go strand feeding and catch all our own fish. It's yeah. so crazy. I think we take it for granted. Because like, like, we, we see it. So, like, Rob especially sees it every day. I, I see it a lot, too. But um, I think the those small things, like, we'll see a dolphin strand feeding. I'm like, man, that's so cool. We that's stop awesome. and look when they're strand Yeah, feeding. like, we'll see him. Dude, and I'll run so, right by a dolphin, so cool. like, wagging his tail, kicking bait around. Yeah. All right, hey, it's a dolphin. That's sweet. Yeah. And we take it for granted. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then someone who, you know, maybe doesn't get to go in the water as much, like, experiences that. And that's, just, like, one thing they take away from it is, you know, a dolphin or maybe a school of pelicans. Like, yeah, the smallest things that we don't dolphin. even, it's, like, subconsciously, we don't even, yeah, we don't even... We really take for granted that we get to see every day where, you know, there's a lot of people who don't. But. All that to say, there's your introduction. <laughs> yeah. Fly fishing guide and dolphin influencer. <laughs> dolphin influencer, we'll just go with that. But to give you guys a little idea, so if you've been following YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel, you know that I recently moved to Utah in January. It's now Easter, so it's April. And uh, we, all, we both are all got to fish together. Uh, and was it December? I think. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah. December, and we we fish and just like hit off right off the bat, which I think is one of the one of my favorite things with fly fishing and just the people I get to meet. It's like you just you know it when you you know you just click right off the bat. You're kind of on the same page. Like you get on the boat and you're already having a fun conversation. Yeah. yeah. The barriers, you know, you just break down the walls right away, which is great. Uh, Bryant, we miss you. Bryant, yeah. we miss you. Yeah, Brian, we miss Brian, you on this trip. Definitely. Miss. Shout out to be our Pat. But we uh, we were talking like, man, we got to plan a trip and this and that. And fortunately, we did. We made it happen. And we've been here for the last three days. A little fly fishing, beach camping trip, film. We got we got some epic footage from this one. I'm I'm really excited to to start working on this. One good shot. Yeah, I think Junior shots. got it actually. It was when you shot. Yeah, I think it was a dolphin. I think <laughs> actually, I don't think I touched. I might the steal some dolphin footage I don't think from I you. I touched the camera this week i've been just up there pulling you got the you, gopro you been, the gopro been release mass- shot yeah i did do a gopro oh, release yeah, shot did. i better make it in the video <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> it'll probably be sideways like, like dude this? you were pointing it the wrong direction <laughs> well you've like been doing it like you've been chefing it up 
you know, you've been polling like crazy. You've been doing yeah, it yeah. all. You're like everything else. You guys have been working so hard on the camera. We're just so grinding it out. Something. Yeah, you've been killing it. You let the peasants handle it. You know, the guys with less than 40 million views, like these guys can just. I don't even know it. how to color grade. I can't touch a camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's first kind of first set of flood, like good set of floods that, you know, we were confident that the fish would be pretty happy because of the, you know, the water temperature had some warmer, uh, warmer weather. So we kind of had a good idea that, you know, this would probably be a good set of tides that Scotty could come down on. I think you've got to put a little more to that though. Flood tides. Yeah. Flood tides. So during the winter, during the winter flood tides aren't really a thing. I mean, there's some technicalities that, but they aren't really a thing. So this was the first time that these fish would probably be get enough water and the water's warm enough then we might actually be able to catch something, which we caught a flood tide tailor. Oh, it was a couple weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago, but early, that wasn't early. what we saw this weekend. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see the noticeable changes. The water's gone up another seven degrees. Probably. Yeah. Those first, those first few floods of the flood season, I guess those fish are kind of in between. They can be a little finicky. Um, it's almost like they're not sure if they should be here or not. <laughs> it's almost like they're like, yeah, do I, I'm, I'm, is this ready for me? Right? Yeah. We is still this flat, saw right? some of those this week. Yeah. We saw yeah. Some and, of those. Yeah. There was, but we saw a lot more happier fish, especially the last two days, um, compared to the set of floods a few weeks ago, um, where it kind of officially kicked off flood tide season as I, like I would say, I would say flood tide season is in session. Yeah. And we're, um, we're off to the race. We're session it up. We're session it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. I'd say that for sure. Was it? We started out the first day when I got here. We had just prime conditions, absolutely <laughs> prime conditions. No, we had well, on what planet? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen. Wind, I've yeah. never, fi- I've never fished in wind like we did. We would not have been there if it wasn't for like, hey, here's our days that we're doing this. Listen, when, it's, yeah. when it's white capping, yeah. <laughs> when it's white capping at the boat ramp, it's typically U-turn at going right. That's beer drinking time because. Yeah, it was blowing. It was humming. And to put in context, we we're also camping that night. And so setting up camp, getting to the camping spot, it was all, it was a tall task. But we got it done. We made it happen. Against all odds. The dude at the boat ramp, remember, he's like, y'all are crazy for going like, out, man. Yeah, they're leaving. We're coming in. <laughs> all, everyone's leaving. We're coming. Like, what are y'all doing? Well, I remember sitting at the boat ramp. And like, I know you guys are kind of like doing your thing, but I'm genuinely thinking like, all right, I have my skiff. We're loaded down with a lot of gear, and we sat at the boat ramp drinking beer for forty-five minutes. Yeah, we were kind of. And I made, and I was like looking like at the like weather, hoping. and I'm looking at like looking at the wind, looking at the tides, like which way is the water? Because, and finally, I came to the decision like I think we need to take half this stuff out of the boat, and <laughs> I, then I'll be comfortable making this run out to the campsite. I'm actually convinced that like stone sober we're probably like we shouldn't do this we're like let's drink a couple of beers and we're like all right then maybe we can make this happen i was only one good (laughs) couple beers in we're like all right well maybe we can maybe we can do this no with half the boat dude it was sketchy yeah i mean the boat was fine but we were jumping some waves yeah scotty was holding on for dear life have you ever been in anything like that in a small skiff uh I've been in some pretty big waves, like with my buddy Rob, who's on the last podcast that you guys saw. Uh, it was like in the ocean. Like we had gone out to the ocean to another to go to another mm. creek. Oh yeah. And but it wasn't like that. Like it was it was rollers, you know. So he was kind of riding yeah, the waves. Ride them. These we were like. It were I didn't I couldn't believe the skiff was able to handle it. Like we were going over oh, yeah. shit that, dude. It was like and. I mean, Eaten. loaded down, and do loaded it. down. Like we were pretty loaded down, even with half the camping gear. Like we, it was 
we pretty happy. Weight. We had some weight in the boat. Yeah, we had some weight in the boat. Like it wasn't it, like going. That boat will handle some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a cool design. Does all, but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was. If I hadn't done stuff like we've done, I've taken that boat and play things situations like that enough times where it's like okay, I know it'll do it, but you don't want to get squirrely with it or anything. You want to keep some nice straight lines and yeah, get to where you're going. Yeah. When we got to the island, and you saw that sand just blowing over that those dunes. <laughs> like, what was your initial thought? You're like, are we really going to camp out tonight? I mean, like, were you like, or we're going to we're going to do it? We're just going to send it. I remember you saying something like, "Oh, it'll die down later," and I was like, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> sounds good." I was trying to make it. I was trying to <laughs> soften right. the impact a little bit. Like, there's something to look forward to. Yeah. No, it it was gnarly. I mean, when I was, I'm always like, I was in film mode at that point, right? Because we started, we yeah. just started shooting. I obviously am thinking about the trip, but I was like, oh, this is cool to film. You know, this is a cool little section. You know, it was like, it looked so sick with the sand. It looked like we were in the desert, yeah. essentially. Um, and yeah, I was, but, but yeah, going over to put our stuff down, I was a little like, oh shit, this is legit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is not, like, this is anything bad. And when I hopped off with that table and I about just got like taken away like a kite, I was like, yeah, this is, this is. This isn't no, uh, isn't like no five to ten. This is blowing like twenty five thirty right here. This is humming at least thirty. Yeah, like a solid. Like when a full table almost takes me away in, into the Atlantic, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna be able to leave it there. That's that was my initial. Oh, we thought. shouldn't have. We should. Yeah. What happened, Junior? <laughs> Junior. Uh, tune into the full video and uh, <laughs> go to see what, what went down like, there. Spoiler but, alert! Watch the film before you. Well, yeah. To I guess to give a, a little lead in. So we get to the island. Um, we're wanting to fish the flood tide. We drop off the gear, and it's probably a couple hours past low tide. Um, to, but to my defense, the wind was blowing pretty good. It was bringing in a lot of water that we didn't kind of expect. Um, so there's a lot more water the that came in. The tide was not supposed to be as big yeah. as it ended up being. And, and it wasn't supposed to be anywhere close to as big. Yeah. So in theory... Yes, you're right. So you I kind of, I kind of hugged up you me and Scotty. Kind of hugged up some of the gear next to this dune where the wind was kind of blowing over, because I didn't expect that water line to get that high. I had an idea. Yeah, we've done this before. Right. We've camped out here before. Um, so we go fish, lo- get the second load of gear to bring back. At this point, it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I think we just had the artificial. We had headlamp. the moon. We had the moon. moon yeah, a full moon, moon which was awesome. But we had yeah the artificial lights. So we, me and Scotty, go on the uh, the trek to kind of find our stuff. Can't kind of find it. It's pitch black. Finally find it. And all you see is this, the, <laughs> the dry sand and the wet sand and the water line all the way up and down this bank. And this water line literally splits our stuff in half. <laughs> like it's, the tents are fortunately the tents, on the dry yeah, side. Yeah, there's tents, tents, like a couple sleeping pads oh. tied up. And then the table, not so lucky. The camp stove, stove, camp yeah. stove, all that was pretty wet. And sand. And full sandy. of sand. But thankfully, we didn't lose anything, and we slept in a dry tent. Inches. I mean, the tents, for some reason, were it was inches away from being soaked. Or washed away. Or just gone. Taken into the the abyss. Yeah. And just so you all know, this was, we're talking after, this is after we fished. We we came back to the island when we were about to camp, and we found our stuff. The tide had come up, and then it had gone back out, but it was... Inches away from taking all our stuff away. I know when I walked up over the dune and I saw the waves and how close they were, <laughs> and I'm like, 
no. It's <laughs> like, no, please. And, and you were you were mic'd up, I remember, because I was I was filming. Was I mic'd up? Yeah, and you're like, yo, that's the ocean right there. <laughs> <laughs> that that right there, that body of water is the ocean. And I just see the like I see the white caps rolling, and I'm like, oh dude, that's pretty close to our stuff. And I know I, like we'd already fished the flood, so that tide had come down, like that water line had come down a bit. So I'm like, oh, if it's that if it was that high, I started getting worried. Like on the way over there, I was like, we were like kind of BS around like, Oh, hopefully our stuff is there. Then when I got to that Island and I saw that, like where they was, where those waves were, I was like, Oh, I might get, st- I might get left on this Island. <laughs> These yeah. guys might so leave me. I never went onto the Island cause the wind was blowing so bad. Oh, you probably, that I had to keep, face. I just dropped you guys off and then kept the boat kind of out. Just in case if it did leave that you could be like, peace out. I'm going back to the dock. Something like that. Back. Or just to keep the boat from getting bashed against yeah. the beach. Mm-hmm. And so I never saw where the gear was at. But the whole time where we were out there and I saw how high the water got, I was like, oh, surely Junior put the stuff in a high spot. <laughs> I, it was a pretty high spot. No, it was. It, like, really, it literally was it a high have spot. Been. The tide rose a lot. Like a lot, a lot. It yeah. was a really big tide. Well, I guess off of that. Which that, was fun, though, because it was a fun tide because we. Got yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we, we went out, we got to fish. So we, drew, we initially dropped the camp gear like midday mm-hmm. and then went out to. Uh, was it just the flood that we fished that night? No, we fished that creek. Okay, we did a little fish uh, the yeah. creek. There were a few tails in there, some backs. Nothing wanted to play, but mm-hmm. then we went into uh, hit the first flood tide. At least my first flood tide of the year, and uh, our second one. Wind, wind was still cooking. When, yeah, it was. It was still blowing pretty good. Um, and those fish, they even if it even with the wind, they weren't. I mean, they were still pretty spooky. Yeah. Those th- those fish on that first flood, they were still kind of spooky. No, we're, are you talking about? I'm talking about low of the flood. Where were you going? Either, Either way. way. Either way. Oh. Yeah. I don't well, really I remember just, the low. It was really cool. Yeah, the low. <laughs> I, I, thought we were talking about, I thought we were talking about the I flood. Just, that, that creek is pretty cool because like, you could see the backs, you could see the tails, but they just wouldn't play. Yeah. So I'm still hung up on that. I'm hung up on the entire low tide. Yeah. We're talking about tide. happy things. Fish okay. being caught. Yeah, let's go to happy things. <laughs> like, actual. like Scotty's on his first flood tide red, which was but pretty the, awesome. I mean, we had a, sh- did we, we had a couple shots, right? The first night. On the flood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple shots. had a couple I blew, shots, blew a couple shots, but, but they were being spooky. Yeah, they were, they were being yeah, that okay. early. What we were talking about earlier, that early spring kind of <laughs> shifty. Don't really know if we need to be here. They weren't really happy fish, dude. Friday night feels like a week ago, dude. Like I'm does. like trying to reel back. It's so crazy. It like a, two days, yeah, nine two nights ago. I'm just like, it feels like it's been a week. Um, but yeah, first flood tide red, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It was still, I mean, it wasn't perfect conditions by any means. You know what I mean? I, um, I really enjoyed the, the camping as much as it had its, you know, challenges. <laughs> Wind, sand fleas, <laughs> sand, sand, all over your, sand in all the gear and everything in your sleeping bag. Um, I, lo- I mean, I love, I love the aspect of camping for any sort of trip. I think yeah. just. It's a way to kind of immerse yourself in, it in the so woods. It's more and, depth in it. It's more than just yeah. like a fishing trip. It's you're going out there and I don't know. There's something different about it. Yeah. It's good for the soul. Yeah. I was going to say though, what do you guys like? Why do you guys think uh, camping adds such a unique or what element does it add? Do you think in uh, like a fishing trip situation? And like, why do you guys like to do it? I think cause camping fishing in itself, we do it all the time. You go out, you experience it. It's fun. There's something primal maybe about sleeping under the stars, um, a campfire, food cooked on a fire. Maybe if it's a little more technical these days, look at the camp stove, but 
it's something more immersive. It's something that it resets your, like the way I think I just, I can really, when I walk away from a camping trip, it's a different feeling. I feel like I was more connected to the outdoors than just a fishing trip. Fishing's great. I mean, I love to fish, but it just takes it to another level. And then the more days you spend in the woods, like the, the higher, the deeper that level goes to the point where like, if you spend a month in the wilderness and no cell phone, like, and you're just camping, you feel pretty connected with the wilderness, but I mean, just doing it for a night, even you, you start to get a little more connected with the outdoors and something that we, we stay in these nice sheltered houses and never expose ourselves to the elements. I think it's good to do occasionally just to connect with what's out there. Yeah, and I feel like it simplifies things too. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. you 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 basically dummy it down to the basics, right? Like camp, yeah. the camp stove is super simple. Like what you're cooking, what you're bringing, your sleeping setup's really simple, and I think that's good because a lot of times, kind of try to overcomplicate yeah. things. I think there's something you said about the camaraderie of it as well. It's you know, even the pre the planning out process, actually making it happen, and when you add like fly fishing or fishing into it, it's almost just like makes that whole that whole situation a lot better a lot funner you have something to look forward to i guess um and there's something to be said about like the conversations around a campfire on on a couple night camping trip you know some some of those conversations that you have you know might never leave that campfire but there's something to be said about the camaraderie it keeps and in those experiences those memories that you'll always have you know we fish flood tides all the time um but to say that we camped out, hit the flood, woke up, hit the flood, head back to camp, eat breakfast, make coffee. Like we it's just saw a, the sunrise, saw the sunrise. Yeah. And it's just, a, and it's an awesome experience. I think that camping has a little extra element to it though. Cause you get right on the beach with the waves crashing, but you've got the sand and the sand fleas and all this other stuff. But <laughs> something about those waves crashing and a campfire I, or making coffee in the morning with the waves crashing. It's, I don't know. It's, it's special. It's special. Scott, do you want to touch on the sand fleas? <laughs> Have you ever experienced those? Let me learn you something about Here. some sand South, fleas. South, South Carolina State bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I don't... I have never experienced <laughs> Swarms bugs. Sand fleas. I've experienced pretty bad mosquitoes, but that was like next level. Yeah. So, I mean, how do, you, how do you explain it? Essentially, it's gnats that are like demon devil gnats. <laughs> Demonic. <stuff>. Demonic gnats. <laughs> yeah. That bite you. That Satan actually created and put on this planet. <laughs> uh, and they get all over you and all over your stuff. I don't even know how, like, where they appear. I would be, there's one now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but they would be everywhere. Like, I, I barely, I would have to get into my, my tent and z- get in there and zip it really quick. Yeah. And they would still make it in there. I think, and it was like, it w- when we get to the island, it's windy. Obviously, so we have no stand-ups around. And obviously, you know, we set up camp, we cook, set up the tents, you know, we do some, you know, video f- photography stuff. And at that time, the wind starts to die down. But about the same time we start Aren't going to bed, nice, like, yeah. like the turn in for the night. And as soon as we lay down, they just come well, I alive. I planned on sleeping in just my sleeping yeah, I, I, bag yeah, under the start. You I had I, no, I, yeah. I didn't even bring a tent. I, I, you brought a tent, thank, mm-hmm. thank the Lord, but... I didn't, cause I didn't I set was it up though. Full I was expecting. Like, was it 10 30, 11 yeah. o'clock at night? And I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And I, I like sit down, kind of got out of the wind cause the sand dune was there and started just, I couldn't see them, but just started feeling them and knew exactly what was happening. So like fully expecting to sleep out in the open, be fine. 
wind dies. We've been like our teeth been getting bashing all day because of the wind. Just getting out there, getting out, um, trying and to fish. trying to uh, yeah, trying to fly fish. Yeah, exactly. And then the moment we go to sleep, the wind dies and the sand gnats come alive, and they just they're swarming at this point. And that's when Scott just found out he made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> at, that, at that very moment, that, it's like, what am I doing at that out very here? Moment, I'm with two weird guys and a bunch of sand gnats. And, and a bunch and, of sand. But you and a bunch of sand. How, yeah. how much do the, does the bug spray help? Oh, nothing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> don't don't even waste your pennies, folks. It's a conspiracy theory. No, I, I actually do think some of the bug spray worked, but it's a placebo effect almost. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the sand fleas were, were terrible. But besides that, I mean, it really wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I thought the morning was epic. The morning was awesome. Like yeah, it, it was always. Awesome. I mean, we think we went to bed at twelve forty-five. Woke up at five fifty-six. Didn't get that much sleep, but man, getting up and I'm glad because I went back in my my tent to like try to go back to sleep for another twenty minutes. And you were like, "Yo, sun's about to come up. I'm about to make some coffee. Like, come. You want to start filming? Well, you don't want to miss the sunrise. Yeah, but I'm glad <laughs> I got out there and we got to watch it because we literally saw it come over the like yeah. the. I don't even know what you, the horizon horizon. Yeah. And I've been so used to now living in the mountains where you don't see it over the, like you see it over the mountains. So it gets light and then you don't see the sun. Like you, there's a shot that I got. I wish Those we flatlanders. Had, yeah. Yeah. I wish I got like a tighter shot of it, but the, you could see the sun. It's just barely peaking and then half of it. And then eventually barely. all of it, but to see the colors and like you said, hearing the waves, it was, it was a really cool experience. That's interesting. And the um, smell of the smell of uh, of bacon or a smell of what you have whipping up on the stove and the hot coffee. It wasn't like, the right, stove. It wasn't the stove. The yeah, what happened to the stove? The, I don't. The gas was done. <laughs> there was no gas in the mornings. We had to improvise, start to kick, kick the coals together, get the fire going. It's definitely again. not because I left it in in the water, right? That's definitely not. No, I don't think so. Actually. We made. I think, <laughs> yeah, because it, it was we had dying dinner. at the very <laughs> yeah. end of dinner. Say, the yeah. stove, the fire was getting lower and yeah. lower, and I was kind of concerned about it. But I was like, yeah, I'll be all right. So, but no, we were fine. We made coffee on a regular fire. Yeah, that was like, cool. That was really cast cool. iron on the fire. Let it happen. And then we were ready to rock. Let's we do it. We were ready to take on anything at that point. Because then we had no wind. Well, moderate, like very light wind. And the a lot water, of sand was, water was coming in. Yeah. And we had that flood tide. And yeah, because that's why we were up early to get yeah. out to the flood tide. It, yeah, well, otherwise we would have slept in. Yeah. <laughs> screw the screw the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sunrise is so yeah. epic, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the beach, they're pretty amazing. Yeah, they're cool. the The flood tide was sweet. We, again, I got my ass whooped in the morning, um, and that's kind of I think one of the things I love about the saltwater stuff, yeah. and just coming into a new fishery, is, uh, you know, you get you get confident in what you do and say like where you're typically fishing like trout fishing or small streams whatever i do and then you go somewhere new somewhere like salt water and you're in it i was i feel like i was in a completely different element you mm-hmm. know and it's good it's good to get out of your own element yeah and like the couple shots that i had in the morning which were really good shots i a couple of them were just like you know blew it a little bit or just didn't make the best cast uh, they were being pretty have. spooky. They were being pre- really spooky that morning. I like, like I said, it feels like a week ago now. But um, I think one thing you did really well too is, if there was a situation where you like had a question, you'd ask it, and you would apply the answer. So like, if we were like, you know, maybe we should 
try leading these fish are being really spooky let's try leading that fish maybe a little bit more getting it that fly past it and meeting that fish instead of maybe like right on the fish or right on the fish's nose which sometimes they'll you'll put it on that fish nose and it'll eat just like that um other times you know they won't they're animals they have a mind of their own um but you were doing really good actually implementing what you know kind of what we're advising not saying that we know everything and and fly fishing there's no black and white but if we had you know some advice and we shared it with you that next fish you were doing what we, you're basically doing yeah, it was what we, pretty cool to see yeah it was, it was like, awesome yeah it was every awesome fish to see. every shot you get you get better and that's a cool thing about right tail sight fishing in general every scenario is different but like if you apply the basics and like you just get better you're going to start out rough but you get better with everyone when you when you see that yeah when you see that yeah when you saw that first tailing redfish what was going through your head dude i need that was friday night i need to play i need a play-by-play like when you see that first tailing red happy fish too i mean he didn't end up he didn't end up being happy but i wonder like what's going through your head your knees knocking your heart thump heart's thumping what's going on you know when you're about to go on like your first date with a girl (laughs) (laughs) or something like that yeah and you're so nervous yeah it was like it was I was just scanning, you know, whatever, chilling, talking with you guys, instantly nervous. Like those butterflies hit my stomach. Yeah. Knees are like shaking. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. There it is. There it is. I got to make the gas. <laughs> Knees knocking hard. I can hear the, like in the lab. My, the, the, yeah. The <laughs> I'm here in the, in the lab. Like, no, dude, it really, I, I haven't gotten that like feeling from another type of fishing before and it's such a quick rush too like it's a quick it's like you're so calm and you're like you're in you're in such a zone scanning looking for a fish making sure your fly line's managed and making sure the fly you know the weed guard isn't messed up on the fly there's all these different things that's going through your mind and you're scanning this flat looking for fish and then the moment it arrives it's just like chaos it's like mayhem like your heart's thumping your knees are knocking you start kind of breathing a little bit quicker and then it's like the shot can happen so in seconds. I mean, it's they, they, sweating talking about. It. I had to take my jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> well, watching, I still I, just I, watching a tail, seeing moving any, yeah. through the mar- and like you can physically see that fish. There's nothing blind. Like there's your fish. Well, and I, then you want it so bad. Yes, <laughs> and you're like, oh man, and you're trying so hard, but you need to be nice and smooth, keep everything tight, because you literally need to hit like a small spot. You can't hit the fish can't lead them too much you you know it like that fly needs to go into place right and you're so nervous you're oh man it's, so it's, the, best. it's, so, it's the it's the best it's so much fun because it's challenging but at the same time like the re- the reward as few of them as you actually get to the boat the re- there's nothing like i could i could catch a one fish doing that and be way happier than i would have catching at, a whole bunch at, of fish at, at that just one pulling them out of blindly not that i don't like doing that but something about seeing a fish and chasing that fish and its tails out of the water you forget and you just forget about everything else like oh, dude, everything all, you else forget about funny. the sand gnats you forget about the you know that's the one the time you three, might forget yeah, about the, the four, sand or the four hours <laughs> the four hours of sleep that you got you like you forget about all this other stuff leading up to that point uh, up to that moment and then it's just you and the fish and it's and it's no one's going to make that cast for you you know, you have the guy in the back and it puts you in the best position as he, as he possibly can. But at the end of the day, it's you and the fish and it's on you to make it happen. It's, a, it's such a crazy experience because it's not, there's not a lot of, you know, something to be said about a fish in a foot of water. It's sight fishing, but a fish, a fish in a foot of water tailing. And you know that it has to be in that spot. Like that fly needs to be in that spot. And it's up to you to make that cast and make that happen. It's, and, and then it once that you. does happen, all you, those yeah. 
crazy things connect and that fish eats, it's a moment. It's like a, it, it, that's why every fish feels like the first fish still to this day to me every fish yeah one to a thousand they all feel it feels the same i get the same excitement every single time and then it was like with that morning we'd had that crazy day before we'd had that crazy the the night of like just all the other things that went wrong too all yeah all the build-up you know all the build-up to that moment shout out to rob's phone for being waterproof we weren't gonna mention some things oh my bad yeah we can cut that (laughs) one out um but like so many little things build like build up to that moment for it to actually happen and then it does, and it's just it's just like such a release of like just like yeah. awesome energy, um, and it's awesome to see the excitement, you know. And like for someone like you know someone who's out west or or in North Carolina to be able to put that person on their fish or first flood tide tailor of the year, it's just like, it's just, it's almost as cool for me to see you doing that, and that to like put it in context, you learning and you doing everything that you can to better yourself as a fly angler. And then boom, it happens. Well, right. That's what I was going to say, which ended up working out. And it works like out. Like in the end, the fish you ended up catching was like the hardest shot of the day. Yeah, the first one, yeah. Well, no, no, no not today. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first, oh. w- the first one that I caught. The first one you caught was the hardest possible. Well, I think I might have actually said, he ate or something crazy like that. Because I was like, what? Yeah, like, like, what's oh, he's swimming happen? away from the boat. And yeah, you, going completely like, away from the boat at like nine o'clock. You landed the fly right out in front of him. Did everything you were supposed to do. Every everything. It was like you'd done it a thousand times, and just boom, fed that fish. That was crazy. And we I just erupted. We well, just, yeah. yeah, I, I erupted. <laughs> Good thing I didn't have a mic because I'd probably have blown it out. Like just, oh, I was, oh, I was just so, so pumped. That's the, that's the other thing. It's like such a team effort too. Like you get to enjoy that yeah. that yeah. experience with. The, the group right it's, so we're all yelling hooting hollering <laughs> like oh my god that's a great way to put it and uh so that's also what makes it so exciting and then yeah. you bring the fish to the boat and like you all get to celebrate and you know release the fish get a shot or whatever um what was i gonna say oh just uh i think you almost have to let your guard down a little bit coming into something new like this mm-hmm. uh I definitely had to like swallow a little, you know, you kind of have to like swallow pride of like what you know, right? Yeah. And coming into something like this, because this is y'all's thing, right? You know, you know way more than we're learning. Well, you're learning, but you know <laughs> way more learning. than I do. Always, always, learning. always learning. But it, always like learning. it took it took a couple of my shots of like missing the fish, you know, spooking the fish, and then I know you. I remember you said something like, "Hey, dude, don't look at the fish when you're casting. Look at where you're casting and, and like lead. Try to lead the fish." And I think that one I caught. Even though it was the hardest one, you actually, you, yeah, I was like, yeah, everything you led him perfect. somehow. Everything I remember I you, you had like led him to the point, like in the probably the only place that fly he would have eaten that fly. Mm-hmm. You lead him in that perfect spot in that feeding zone. He sees it, eats it, boom, we're on. And all, like I said, you listen to those you know, things to be better, and you apply them. But what's crazy is you can do everything right. Yeah, and that it's fish true. won't eat. And it's well, just, that's, it's, like that's what, but that's what like, draws what? us back. <laughs> and it's like that's what draws us yeah. back, and that's like the intrigue because. How many times have we done nothing right? Bad cast, fly land, oh, you know, it just, it's, it's something, yeah, it's, and the fish eats. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. times where you do everything perfect, and he's like, nah, man, not today. Literally I'm looks good. at it and goes the other way. And you're like, or you're just like Scott, what? or you're just like Scotty who does it all right, perfect, and then he eats, and you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah. just, yeah, I don't know about that does guy. it all, bro. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> shot was good. That, was a that shot, shot was a like, great shot. Thanks. I was, it was so impressive. I like, 
watch rewatching it and the audio and everything going into it. It's, it's I think I almost critical. like stopped recording because like there's no shot this fish eats. I was like, oh, dude, this I guy's going that. away. You always take the shot. Like the fish, he's moving away. I'm looking at that fish. I'm like, nah, that fish isn't really happy. But there's no way you don't take the shot. If anything, it makes you a better angler. Because the, the practice, the practice of putting that fly in front of a fish, I, it helps build. But, I mean, you did it. You put it, like Junior said, it, where it needed to be. The fish ate. I was, I was ecstatic. Yeah, I was pumped. Absolute morale booster. Like oh, the morale we needed it. After from getting, that moment off, we're like, our teeth we could take all the world. The day before. Um, Gosh, man. With that wind. Was that the only fish we caught that? Or no, no, because later we, that night yeah, we, we transitioned into the flood, well, the no, we transitioned to the low tide and just we find we there's fish in these creeks and we just yeah. can't find we just they won't eat. Remember we they were we there. Hit, they were, they were there. Yeah. They just didn't want to eat. Moving around a couple backs, a couple tails, happy fish, juniors, dude, putting the fly. I mean, right down the creek, just doing what I could. They were they wanted to make you feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> they did. I he think that's so what it was. He I was, was so like. Upset. You kept your cool. Though. I was impressed. <laughs> the rejection, like just getting rejected, rejected, rejected. <laughs> oh, did you finally get him? Got the yes. mosquito. Um, it was pretty sad. It was sad to watch. The fish like, just. Well, that's one care. of those things. Okay. It's like yeah, you can do everything right. Yeah. You can yeah, be yeah, in the yeah. right. You can. The fish are there. They're tailing. But it's not. I, I said this before. You would think sight fishing would be like shooting fish in a barrel. Because you li- it's the dream. There's the fish, and you sometimes you can even see them feeding, and you put that fly there, and sometimes they just don't see For whatever reason, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, sight fishing in general to catch one of those fish on the fly. There's just so many different factors to play so into it. So many variables, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from there. So you were pretty low. I was. You'd been rejected was, a lot. I was mad. It was personal <laughs> vendetta at that point. Um, I love it. Your, your thing's always, I'm going to sell all my gear. I'm going to sell it all. <laughs> I'm just a camera guy now. Yeah. <laughs> I just video. I don't know anything. Um, but yeah, so we do that. And then we go, we move straight into to the flood, right? Yeah. For, for after after yeah, that. We, well, we're like, we don't we know if we're going to get water. And we had, we had, and I think this is what made the difference. Oh was, yeah. So morale was yeah. pretty low. At that point, we're, we're pretty much set up, waiting for the water to come onto the flat. Um, I think Scotty mentions, you know, this would be a good time for, is for a beer. So we, uh, we grab some Modellos, we get the tie-in, cut up some lime, and rally beers commence, man. Yeah. Rally beers. I think that's what changed the game. I really do think the rally beers were what? The rally beers. Absolutely. The rally beers. Because then the water came in, and it was... And then it turned on. Because, you know, it was, it was a late flood. So we knew we only had a kind of a short we window. Had Forty minutes before yeah. it was seven twenty that we had that the boat was going into the grass. Yeah, and it was getting dark at eight o'clock, and we knew that for a, I mean, for mm-hmm. a fact. And then we, uh, I was was I on the I was on the bow. Mm-hmm. Right, I was on the bow. Had some happy tailing fish. Was able to make it happen. Low light. Right, the sun was or the sun was almost basically down. Um, and dude, we, like I, I honestly, the whole town probably heard me. I was yelling, <laughs> you were yelling. I think Scotty was like just trying to keep us cool and like film. He's like, these guys are hooligans. These guys are crazy. These guys are madmen. <laughs> like, tra- well, we were talking about the trout guys all real quiet on the rivers and stuff, and us out here in the skiffs, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in our minds. 
Solitude. We're gonna be on the river and be quiet. Yeah, yeah, that's it's us. Full. It's a full. No, I, get no, quiet. No, I get quiet when I'm on the river. Too. We get loud on the river sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we got. I mean, it was right away. We got on that flat, and it was. One, it was like instantly. Two, three. We didn't catch the first. Yeah, because you had a couple shots. It was like, yeah. there's a fish. There's a fish. We had shots. We were getting yeah. shots, and the fish were tailing and happy. And well, then we found then that fish that was like that. That's your fish. I mean, he was happy, happy. He was happy. And you fed him. Fed him. Got tight. Got him to hand. I was pumped. That was so sick, dude. I, was I, pumped. I remember it was so much fun. I was excited. Crazy. It was fun. It honestly was really fun filming. I feel like we we probably talked about this this week, but f- filming while you're not fishing is is so much fun because you feel also so part of the like so a part of the. Uh, event or mm-hmm. of the experience right of of catching the fish or whatever because i'm trying you know i'm sitting there with the zoom lens trying to like lock in trying to catch Dude, focus six shots of that tail yeah i mean i'm excited to, <laughs> to watch him back and but then you get the shot you know and that's so exciting from on my end it's like oh my god i was in focus got the shot yeah, it's like <laughs> you caught the fish like let's go you know um yeah, like, but yeah, that's it's like we, we all have to make the shot. I have to make the shot on the on the bow. You have to make a shot in the camera, and just holding the Rob's right just chilling, there. hanging out back there. Oh yeah, just just not, at not us. doing anything, doing all the hard work, <laughs> nothing in the back. Don't worry. About <laughs> <this>. <laughs> but then I got to get on the bow, dude. Then finally, Rob got on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you finally got your turn in line in the lineup, dude. It was nice. It was nice because that first fish you pointed out. Uh huh. I look over it. You're like, it's a fish, and I looked over and I was like, that's not a fish. Cause it was out of the water. Oh, it was out yeah. of the water. Like his back, his tail. Like yeah. So we're the, on the, yeah. from my angle, it looked like a raccoon yeah. or something swimming through the water. Yeah. So not the, a fish. We're on this. We're sitting on this flat. I'm, I'm pulling. Uh, Rob's on the bow. Scotty's filming. We're on this flat. That's the flat that I caught my fish. There's a creek that separates to another flat, and on this other flat, which is probably, I mean, how far away? Probably what seventy five yards maybe was the next yeah, flat so for yeah, and then I you know I just see this big tail just super happy middle of the flat, and I see it, I say Rob that's a fish at twelve he's he's on the next flat we're gonna have to cross this thing you're like that's not a fish that's a raccoon yeah. <laughs> that's, that's horseshoe like, crab that's a horseshoe something. crab I was like no that's not, a big fish I was like dude that is a big fish and it was I mean he's just a big fish when I first of course once we actually. Like oh yeah that is a fish but when I first saw it there was so much of that fish was out of the water mm-hmm. and the light was really low it didn't look like a fish to me <laughs> like it was moving but and it, he it was like something he, else but then he wasn't having it right that guy he was I still have a vendetta against that fish. yeah I feel yeah, like he I, wasn't I, having I put it. that he was happy his I mean at times it was almost like his eyeballs were coming out of the water yeah. it was so shallow and I put that fly right where I thought it needed to be and like we talked about a minute ago sometimes it just doesn't work out. But I wanted that fish because that fish was big. About the same time, yeah. So but, I wanted but it so bad. Was that, that one then, spooked, right? Yeah, yeah he was, spooks. Was, he beelines it But then it, it was the like, flat. don't worry about it. There's a, while we saw him, then yeah. before he was even gone, before that shot, there was another tail and another tail behind that. And yeah, we just, like a line of tails. Yeah, we had yeah. a line of tails and it's like, well, let's let's go. Let's and it go. worked out, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, because remember when you, tight. you, there was two or three tails that we were looking at and you were casting that one to the left. Junior's like, no. Fish one at twelve. Like, no, but I want the one. That one was so big. Yeah, like, yeah, I want that fish. And he's like throwing up his middle finger while leaving the flight. He's like, I'm out of here. He's like, I'm done with these fools. With me. I, like, I want you. It was like instantly. I didn't even. I was boom. So, I hadn't even got my hands. You hit him on the right. nose, and he just like, ate this, it. Just, boom. He ate it quick. It was like right off his nose. So. Sick. And then it's an absolute stoke, like stoke turnaround. Yeah, we just got two fish after. 
you yeah, know, just getting a, rejected on the low tide all day. Yeah. How does that feel like after pulling the, you know, all day and the day before and then finally getting up there and getting a shot? Is that just the best feeling? That's a pretty good feeling because I love being on the pole, like what being up there and controlling the boat, spotting fish. What you see up there is so much fun. Like I truly enjoy pulling. Like it's just it's fun. It's fun to put people on fish. I love it. Junior's like, oh, you can get like, no, dude, I, I love being up there. But yeah, I love catching fish too. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta get on the front and then to have like the fish that lined up like that. It was just fun. It was fun. It was a good ending it. to the night. Like, cause that was it. That's that was, what we went there from. There was like 10 minutes more of light and we ran back in the yeah, dark. Probably went from like a, like point. just a, like a crazy all time low after just what we dealt with, you know, cause at that point we had already broke down camp. We had it well, back. Well, the storm was supposed. To, we wanted to camp out two nights. Yeah, we wanted to camp out two nights. We had in. a big storm coming through, so we 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 you know we hightailed it out of there, off the island, broke down camp, kind of freshened up a little bit, got some grub, headed headed back out there, and you know had a tough time on that on the on the low tide, hit the flood. Morale was pretty low, and then just in that little window, like spirits were all time high, like. That boat ride back from that flat, I mean, how happy were we? Were, the three we, were just, we were, dude, we were buzzing. Bugging, bugging, yeah. <laughs> dude, we were buzzing. <laughs> Those beers tasted just a little bit better, and that dinner just tasted a tad bit better. Oh, man. Like, it was just a great ending to a night. And it's just it's something to be said about you really just – we were grinding was that last tails night? off. Huh? It feels like forever. Dude, that last night feels like – that's what I'm saying. Like, like last night feels like that's days ago. Wild. <laughs> um but I think there's something to be said about, you know, we deal with all these factors and, and, you know, we grind our tails off and then for it to end, like, like all it takes is that, like I, that I, short window. There's something to that. Like that's the part of fishing that I love. If it was all out there and it was always, I'm catching, dude, we just go out there and we just slay fish and we're always catching fish. I wouldn't like it anymore. Yeah. I would go find something else to do. There's something about that grind and then the like the lows and then the highs that keep bringing me back. If it was all highs, I'd go find another sport, something yeah. that challenged me. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the, what brings like, so like it all it keeps you in. Yeah, it keeps, but yeah. Man, the highs feel good. The highs yeah. feel so good. Yep. But it's bad. It's, it sucks that we have, we have to experience the lows for the highs to feel so good. Right. It's like, that's, really it's like, it's like a lows. part of it. There were some low I mean, lows. That's, that's life, dude. And that's <laughs> life, brother. That's the cool thing about the whole thing. It's like life encapsulated in like this thing. Yeah. It's fun. Which is one of the coolest things I've found with the sport and just yeah. being so immersed in it is there's so many lessons you can take from it that you can kind of apply or just lessons that are parallel to your everyday life, yeah. you know, and if you can kind of pay attention to those and, um, Sometimes it can really help you in the long run, I think. I agree 100%. I've yeah. heard so many life analogies tied to fly fishing from like in skiff talks, like mm-hmm. talking on the skiff. And I, and I think that, you know, we talked about this briefly too, I think that night. The more you fish, the less it is about the fish. The more you go out there and the more experiences that you have, the places that you travel to and the people you meet – it's it becomes less and every single time you go out there, every time you go out to a river, every time you, you we hit a flat, it's less and less about the fish. The fish are just a, a cherry on top. Like it's so it's awesome to get, catch a it's fish. It's the excuse we make for going yeah. out there in the first place. It's the thing that supposedly that we're out there for, but it's so much more. Yeah, and honestly, you want to be good at fit. You know, you want to be a good caster. You want to be a good fly tie. You want to be able to catch fish, and that all hundred percent. 
you know, we love catching fish, and that's ultimately why we got into it. Ultimately, that's probably why everyone gets into it is for the fish. Like that first time you go fishing, first time you go fly fishing, whatever it is, it's so it's one hundred percent about the fish. Nothing else matters. It's about the fish I catch. That's all that. That's all there is to it. But the more you do it, the more people you meet, the more experience that you have, the places that you travel, it's less and less about the fish and more about the experience. And that's what you walk away with. Yes, will we remember those fish that we caught a thousand percent? But we will never forget forget about the trek, the camping, all those exterior things that that we got to experience before that before we even got a fish to hand. And I think that that's you know there's something to really be said about that, you know for sure. Yeah, that's it. and that's what's fun about documenting it all. You know, being yeah. able to it, it makes it like it's a part of the process, right? The whole thing of and. It it almost adds just another element to the the whole trip, yeah. Experience. Yeah, we. Cool. I filmed some stuff before, but it was interesting with Junior. Yeah, not some Junior and I have done some stuff before. He's done some cool filming, but I've never done some filmed as much as we did this time, and it was really interesting to like see that extra element added into it. It was to that level, to that level, to the and level, it's almost to cool, the level that you take it, which is incredible. Yeah. And it's and it's Thanks. something to be like you coming in. Um, and fishing with us and, and, and filming with us, you'll see stuff that we won't see. Like you'll see Agreed. stuff that yeah. I won't see. Like I might not, I might not think is cool or is interesting. You see it as a trout guy or a, you know someone living out west. Like man, this is really interesting. This is this sound is really interesting. You know this how this creek is contoured is really interesting. I want to get a drone shot of this. This is pretty cool. Where we kind of take it for granted because we're you know it's something that is part of our lives almost every single day you see it from a, like almost through a different lens and and it kind of helps me out as as a you know as a videographer or photographer because i'm like wow he he finds it like i look past that every single day like, it's something i don't even think about um and something that we take advantage of but you see it and you're like man this is pretty cool we can implement this into the story and i think that seeing it through that is is refreshing for me as a person who spends time behind a camera um and it's like, you know what? Yeah, there is that, you know, I can, I can incorporate that a little bit more or, you know, it's something that I might just have been looking over all this time. It's actually pretty interesting to just someone who's outside of this little spectrum, right. Or maybe doesn't know as much about saltwater or saltwater fly fishing, you know, maybe I can start implementing that. And it's, it was really cool to see that as well. Mm-hmm. It's fun to like, as just from a filmmaker and like an art artistic standpoint, uh, going into something new, like a new location always is, is so exciting. Cause it's like new sites, new sounds, yeah. you know, new lighting, new, uh, you know, personalities that I'm trying to capture. And it, yeah, it's really, really exciting. And I think it's the same with, like you're saying for fishing, if you're just going out and fishing and it's highs all day and you're always catching fish. If I were to go out and just make the same videos every single time, that would kind of wear on me. You It'd know? burn you out. Yeah, and I think it, it, it like, it like fuels, my creativity to see somewhere new yeah. and to be in a new spot and like chase a new fish or whatever it is. Well, that's, so. that's one of the things that I run off of being out there nearly every day is that I get to fish with people, most of whom they don't get to spend either much time or it's their first time out there. And it's their energy for all that new stuff, like the dolphins, the birds, the and it keeps it at the forefront because they're always pointing out and talking about it and and want to know want to ask me about those things, and so it's always like it keeps it up at the surface, like because it's new to them and I get to feed off that energy 
of them experiencing it probably for the first time being in the marsh like taking you out there like there's so many things that you hadn't seen that you saw on this trip and it's getting to like share that experience with you it keeps it new even though i'm out there a ridiculous amount yeah of, of time no that's super cool yeah. so i i love feeding off that energy um for sure i think that makes for a good like fishing trip too you got to have good energy with the crew like you got to yeah, have yeah, it's fun. you know if someone's pouting if someone's having a bad attitude and you know that's going to bring the whole group down but i feel like this whole trip we all kept our cool for the most part and sand fleas dug in there a little sand bit fleas but <laughs> dug in but that you know we pushed through and i think that's like we eventually got rewarded i, I should say the sand fleas aren't always that bad i think yeah they i think were exceptionally yeah. bad this time around yeah they knew I was coming. Yeah, they they heard you were coming. They probably when you're you're gone, they'll be fine again. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think like great people can trump poor fishing. I kind of I got a fishing trip. 100%. Like like great people and poor. I can that'll still make for a good trip. I've been on trips where it's great fishing, people not so much, and it almost brings down that experience. There's something to be said about you know like that camaraderie with good people. Um, where that fishing doesn't have to be lights out. And then when it is, it's like, man, it's, it's it comes full circle. You know what I, I mean? I would put more consideration into the people that I go on a trip with than into the place I'm going. hundred mm. percent. Hot take. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Just throw that. I mean, you can <laughs> throw, I'll put a sticker. I'll, so, so I'll tie that in with my dolphin stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dolphin merch. Yeah. Yeah. Throw yeah. that one in your back pocket. boys <laughs> and girls. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Because, I mean, this is something we've talked about, too, over the weekend is, you know, you can only control what you can control. You can o- you can control your experience. You can't control if fish eat. You know, you can do your best. Yeah. You, can, can, yeah. you know, you control the controllables. But at the end of the day, that fish is either going to eat or it's not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and but what you, what you can, you know, what you can change or what you can um, have an effect on is that experience. Right. Well, and that's soaking in all the the surroundings not not being so focused on the fishing that you forget about you know the birds that are out there the environment that you're in just soak in the full experience and maybe if you have the opportunity to take it to the next level and spend a night or two out camping or like immerse yourself even deeper you can peel like this fishing thing can be so much deeper than just and and do that all with good friends and this fishing thing can be so much more than just like how many fish did you catch? Everybody wants to know how many fish did you catch? Like whatever. Like it's yeah. not sure, some you know, whatever. Fifteen, but it doesn't. Yeah, matter. like it doesn't like that's not that's that's not like did you have fun? Yeah. Like I think that's what it should like. Hey, did you have fun out there? But did you yeah, enjoy the experience? Yeah, did you enjoy the experience? Everybody wants to know how many like as if the fishing the number of fish that you caught yeah. it's directly correlate. I've had some horrible trips where we caught a ton of fish. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Like, not. Not really. It's rare that that would happen. But in theory, you could. That could happen. Mm-hmm. You could have horrible fish. Yeah. It's. It's so much more than the fishing. But I think it also. The fish themselves. It's like a testament to, you know, when you do get you find that crew or those guys that you fish with like this weekend. Like you can tell you guys truly have that passion. We've for spent it. way too much time on the boat together. Yeah. yeah we're like a married <laughs> couple. We're like a married couple. Yeah. But, you know, you can, it's obviously genuine. Like, you're so freaking stoked, you know, and some yeah. people just aren't. It's, that's fine. Which, what, do you, what would you say, like, your intrigue is into, into saltwater fly fishing? Because you, you spent, you've spent so much time, you know, trout and, and, and out west, stuff like that. But what, like, yeah, draws you, you to come the intrigue? All the way out here. <laughs> yeah, to little South Carolina in our little corner. Or just saltwater in general. Like, what, what, you know, what's that? The biggest thing, I've always been really intrigued with uh, 
just like sight fishing in general. Trout fishing, if you're sight fishing for a rising brown trout, or if you're, you know, sight fishing for, or, or streamer fishing especially, you know, when like yeah. bass, smallmouth bass comes out of the logs and you see them chasing, it takes your fly. So I think the sight fishing aspect is, is huge. And then like you're saying, and this didn't really register until a couple of times until I finally caught a fish, but I love that grind, that up and down, right? So it sucks. You're like, this is terrible. <laughs> I can't do anything right. And then you get that one shot and it connects and it's like, it is so hard to explain, but you just know it when you do it. Like it's the coolest feeling ever, the most rewarding feeling um, that I've found with fishing. So I would say, I would say those two things are the, are the biggest. Such a roller coaster of emotions. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's just a I, roller coaster you mentioned that when we were out there and we've already touched on that, what we've been talking, but like the environment that you're in. Yes. Oh. wild like the amount of life yeah, yeah the amount of life and how quiet it is that was what was really interesting is i'm used to being on a river where you are constantly hearing that you know sound, sound yeah. right like of the river the whole time but in the marsh i mean it's a lot of it is is odd like auditory what is it? hearing just hearing. nature <laughs> that sound the birds, like, the like oysters, yeah just, the- yeah the, but you're hearing all this stuff but then also it's you know you're scanning looking for fish and you might hear it Right, you might yeah. oh, shoot, you literally hear the fish. You hear the yeah. fish, you know, throw his tail up and start start feeding. So that that's really cool. It's like all your senses. You're just, literally all your senses. I would say another thing that also stood out to me is you have to be one hundred percent there. Oh yeah, and you have to be one hundred percent present in order for you to catch that fish. One thousand because like you have to be paying attention. You have to be listening right to Rob or whoever's pulling behind you communicating with where's the fish. Oh, 50, you know, 40 yards. Oh, 30 mm-hmm. yards. All right. 11 o'clock. And so I love that, uh, communication and just being so into it. And you just like forget about everything else. Everything. Yeah. I don't think about anything. You literally, anything it's like else. blinders. It's like, as soon as you're on that, the pointy end of that boat, when you're on that bow looking for fish, it's everything's up. Like n- there's no outside going on. It's just you and that fish or you trying to like you and in, in completely in nature, trying to find that fish on that flat. And you're right. You can't really think of anything else. Like, and as soon as you start doing it, you miss that fish or you don't see that fish or you mess up that cast or, um, yeah, you're 1000%. You have to be completely present. And if, as soon as you start drifting away, that's when things start to well, kind that, of fall that's apart. When, yeah, the, the fish always, they know the second that your, your attention's distracted because that's, that's when, when they show they're, up. They're like, hey, yeah. oh, I wasn't ready. The oh, moment they're, the they're moment setting their cameras up. Ready. Oh, they're not. Yeah. Oh, literally. I'm like, guys, the fish are going to be showing up anymore. You guys are like setting up cameras. Dude, there's a tail behind us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Grab the rod. <laughs> <Exactly>. True story. <laughs> are you speaking yeah. from experience, Captain Rob? I saw it. Saw it happen. <laughs> they know, dude. They just know. That's pretty funny. Well, one of the things that was really fun for me, though, was having you on on board for the trip and having another filmer who like I was saying this earlier, but we almost can, you know, we can speak the same mm-hmm. language, right? It was like French sometimes. Listen to y'all talk. It was like <laughs> French <laughs> oh. color grading and all the others. And the, what, what's the sound thing called? Uh, the audio device. Yeah. The re- sound recorder, like stereo mic. But you had a, Rob, like this an thing records audio, but you had an acronym for it. Did I have an acronym? And there were acronyms y'all were dropping. I was wearing this thing, and I don't know. Lav mic? The lav mic. The lav mic. Yeah, lovelier. Yeah, I learned a lot. I also learned a lot. It's fun to learn because by no means do I ever see myself taking it to the level that you guys are going with any of this stuff. Well, you do Even have though the, I am 
viral on dolphins. You do have the quickest growing yeah, Instagram yeah. right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should be taking notes for you. It's yeah. still cool. Like, I have dabbled in photography and stuff before, and I carry a drone. I carry a camera with me. So it's cool to learn from you guys um, because I like, as much as I can, um, I do like to capture some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to be. Yeah, but it was like really some, cool to learn. Some seasoned vet or some pro mm-hmm. to like ha- enjoy it and want to yeah. get better at it. Like, and, and I think mo- a lot of people should. Yeah, like, like hey, you're outdoors, capture it. Don't let that complete. Don't let that take away from your experience. But like, capture some things, share yeah. some pictures. Who knows? Maybe you'll capture a dolphin doing something crazy and go viral. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what I was leading into is. Uh, how we first connected was your TikTok stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I remember, uh, shout out to Clayton, our intern. He, uh, he, go Tigers actually recommended me to check you got check you out. And, uh, I was like, this is so sick. Like I hadn't, there's guys that make really good red fishing stuff, but your stuff was so sick. And it was down here in South Carolina. I was like, Oh my God, you're so close. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's how we first connected. Right. Like, yeah. I, honestly. Yeah. I was, um, I think that when we were, I guess you'd reach out to me. I was at Zach's wedding, um, and I think I brought it up to you. you like, did. We were you literally were like in the middle moms. of a wedding. I was like, like, who are they? I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, who? I'm like, it's only like the <laughs> biggest fly fishing you know, on YouTube. It's only like the biggest fly fishing people on YouTube. So you have some stuff you need to uh, to catch up on. But um, fishing too much. Yeah, and then so I think we had chatted a little bit. But then like initially we made that a pretty quick turnaround. Like. I think a couple weeks later, you, you and Bryant were literally on a trip down here to fish. Um, and then I think, honestly, we kind of hit it all. Like, it felt like we all, we all have similar interests, right? Um, you know, me and you enjoy fly fishing and video, which is something that, you know, there's not a ton of people doing. So I think that we could connect on that. Um, and then obviously, you know, being able to bring you into our backyard, show you, you know, this is kind of what it looks like for us and, you know, let you and Brian experience it. And then from there, I think, you know, we, the main, like what we're really known for is that flood, you know, that, that flood tide fishing, those, those tailing redfish. So I think within the first five, 10 minutes, we're like, we got to get you down here on a flood. Like we knew that we knew that we were going to get along and we were going to kind of click. We're like, all right, we got to make this happen come flood tide season. Uh, And then, yeah, we, you know, we we worked on some logistics and then, yeah, got you down here. So, yeah, which is sweet. And it's just so cool to have someone that you know, is I guess French to Rob, but to be able to communicate <laughs> and talk to, you know, someone who's in fly fishing in the outdoor space and filming, um, and be able to have a conversation and bounce ideas and, Hey, you know, how does this look from this angle? Man, that's great. I love the lighting here. This lighting looks very unique, very original. This would be a great o- uh, opening shot. This would be a good, you know, closing shot, or this really sets, you know, sets the perspective of what we're trying to do or helps out with the story trying to be told. Um, and it's just really good to have that, have that communication, especially on a skiff where it's typically, you know, just me and Rob and, you know, we film what we can film and do what we can do, but having that third person and also having a different perspective was, it was incredible, man. I know I learned a lot over the weekend. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was awesome having you on the skiff and being able to shoot some stuff with you. Yeah. No, dude. Likewise being able to just be like, Oh, what do you think about this? Yeah. Or Hey, uh, should we shoot on this lens or this lens? Like simple yeah, things which like is, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're getting after it on all the. That was good. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a good. Yeah, it was a good teamwork and. I, There's a lot of moving around, Rob. So we're sorry if we were making there, a lot of noise. I'm not always you, ready, but 
We were trying our best, <laughs> man. There was like camera gear all over the boat, dude. It was a mess. Oh, like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I was like, all right, it's all right, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Rob, how much Rob's money? Looking down. How much money worth of camera gear do you I think we had on that, that skip, dude? I, did think I don't want to know. At one point, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of camera gear, dude. Yeah. People are looking at us at the dock, like, what in the world? What are they doing? I have like four cameras. It was like, fun though, <laughs> because what you were able to capture doing that, like what y'all captured this weekend, was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, I was, I was, and so then like, stoked. I one really interesting point is like, and me and you have talked about this even pre this trip, is you know you t- you do a great job of telling a story, a long form thirty minute, forty five minute long story, which is something that you know, as a filmmaker, and I know you're the same ways. You're always trying to learn ways to be better and to to hone your craft. Same thing with fly fishing. Same thing with you know with anything in life. The more hours you dedicate to it, the more time you put towards it. Hopefully, the better that you get, and. Like, I know that I want to improve on being able to tell a story from beginning to end and giving that story justice, which I think that you do a great job doing. Thank you. Um, and being able to see how your brain works behind the lens was really awesome because I, I could, from the outside looking in, I could see this, how the story was going to play out. And seeing that and learning from that is. I mean, that is, it it's cool extremely, yeah, it's yeah. cool to watch and it's extremely beneficial for me. And hopefully, you know, you might've picked up something from me. Hey, you know, short form, whatever, whatever it is. But I know that benefited me, benefited me enormously, you know, because I think being able to tell a story is extremely important behind, behind the lens. Um, yeah, ultimately. no, I appreciate that. On, on the flip side, I would say one, how did you get into TikTok and then <laughs> in like short form? stuff yeah um and then like two how are you able like how have you been able to to tell stories in such a short form because that's something i really want to improve i really want to figure out the tiktok and the reels and like short form stuff because i feel like it's it's huge right now it is huge yeah oh man that's tough i think like it's a funny story how i actually got into tiktok initially um it was actually i had a bet with my niece she you know this is when TikTok was all funny dances and funny music and it was literally all like 15, 16 year old kids. And I think my niece had a, a video that kind of went viral and she was telling everyone she was TikTok famous, like going around uh, like Thanksgiving, showing the whole family, look, mom and dad, I'm TikTok famous. Look, uncle junior, I'm TikTok famous. And me being the competitive uncle I, I am, <laughs> I was like, I bet you I could, I bet you I could get a video with more views if you give me a month or give me, it was like certain, some certain time frame. And I will only do fishing stuff, like boring fly fishing stuff. And she's like, oh, you'll never do this fly fishing. No one's ever going to watch that. I was like, well, I bet you I don't have to do any stupid dances <laughs> with, with any music. Um, and so I was like, what? I, I downloaded it like at that family dinner and just kind of started posting on it. I've always been really intrigued on what keeps attention. And I realized what keeps my attention. And it's either one, an incredible story, right? The why something like what you do, Scotty, like I can be fully in from minute one to minute 45 because you do such a great job telling that story. Um, or these, you know, quick cuts, still giving context to what's going on and how can I tell this story in the shortest time possible without having to, you know, making a, without having to make a clip too long or try to, you know, I'd rather do that than try to fabricate a story into something way more longer than it needs to be. And then, from there, I just, you know, I, I was kind of plugging and playing with clips and stuff like that. And I kind of found out what kind of worked for me that I was like, how can I 
you know, if it was a flood tide trip, how can I tell this story in the shortest time possible? Um, you know, and I'm still, you know, it's something I, I still try to fine tune every single day by any means. I don't have any of it figured out. Um, I'm constantly trying to learn and, and better that craft just like I am trying to better my craft as a fly angler. Um, but yeah, honestly, it, it was, I tried to, what would I want to watch? And really molded it around that quick cuts, cool shots, honestly. And it's, I like, like stoke, like saltwater fishing is about stoke. Yes. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people from the outside looking in, they're like, oh, like, are they really that excited when they catch a fish? Does Rob really make that? Does Junior really yell like <laughs> that when he catches a fish? Yes. <laughs> yes. A thousand, yes. Scotty, Scotty's a witness. Like 1,000 times yes. And, and I think that that originality and that like, authentic, like authenticity, it, it like illuminates. Like people could realize that these guys are doing it because they actually love it. Like they love it. They're not doing it because the camera's on. They, you know, if, if, if there was no cameras on that scape, we'd still hoot and holler. We'd still yell and get hyped and make rally but we would do all that same stuff the only difference is there's a camera being you know we're being recorded um and i think people see that people can see through the fabrication and see you know who's being original who's who really loves it who's being authentic and i think that's really what like there's no mad there's i i I was telling you this today there's no secret you know oh it has to be this amount of time it has to include these clips there's no it's just consistency and and you know fine-tuning it every every video I put out I want my next video to be better that's like my as simple as I can do it how can my how can I make my next video better in in let's say it's a 12 second clip how can I make the next 12 second clip even better how can I tell even more of the story in this 12 seconds and I tried to build around that and like I said I'm still fine-tuning it nothing's you know I don't have it completely figured out um but yeah, it's, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, TikTok's a pretty wild place. <laughs> it's, it's wild. And I think it's, there's, there's been a lot of uh, hesitancy, I think, by a lot of people to, to get into it. I definitely had yeah. that for a while. And I eventually was just like, what am I doing? Why am I not on this? Like, this is, like, you know, th- this is really big and people are on it. It's not just a bunch of girls dancing. It's not. Like, no, it's not. 100% not. So why do you think people have a hesitancy to, to get onto the platform, especially in the, like the fly fishing and outdoor world? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think there is a bit of a, Oh, that's for kids kind of outlook on it. I, I, I do see of, you know, Oh, there's nothing but like you said, there's nothing but kid 15 year old kids dancing to funny music or doing funny memes or, you know, all these things, not fly fishing, not outdoor. Um, I think that's one of the aspects of it. I think that there's a really weird relationship between fly fishing and social media. I think that's a huge, that's probably the biggest is it's such a weird relationship between those two. Um, you know, you have people that have completely accepted it and have seen the benefits and how it can positively impact the fly fishing community. And then I think that there's still a lot of people that absolutely hate it and, you know, will talk down on it and say that it's ruining fly fishing. So I, can, I think it really depends on where you stand in that, in those two demographics. You know, I think that the people who have accepted it and can see how this can positively influence the next generation of fly anglers are on it or like to be on it. And then I think that other side doesn't. And I think that's where you, that's, that's the loudest crowd that you're hearing. 
It's and, like the mindset of them. Yeah, I think it's the mindset. One hundred percent. I think it's the mindset. Um, and but there's something to be said as well as with those with those younger kids. And this is why initially it was like I said, it was a joke, a kind of a joke. It really was. Um, or like I'm going to prove that I can get more views than my you know than my niece. But ultimately, when it started growing, I realized just based on com- like how fast it was growing, the comments on the videos, I kind of realized that these, this younger generation of fly angler, anglers don't really have anyone, you know, and then I started like, thinking about like when I, when I was that young, I didn't have anyone. And this was, you know, there wasn't a lot of fly fishing stuff even at you on YouTube at this time. It was people that you knew in, in this small circle in the small corner of South Carolina, which is a handful of people at that time, not even. So, you know, a lot of these kids were asking simple questions that to me was, you know, and to any of us or people who with any experience would be, it's just, uh, you know, subconscious answer. But I realized that these, these young kids were yearning for knowledge and wanted to get into it. And that barrier of entry can be really daunting into fly fishing, mm-hmm. especially at a 50, like a 15 year old kid, 16 year old kid. It could be really tough. Um, especially, you know, if you didn't have a grandparent or dad who fly fish or, you know, there's a lot of places that there's not a fly shop between, you know, 150 miles away from them. Um, and they could, they see this person on TikTok that they can see, um, and relate to and maybe have some kind of, uh, you know, can, I guess, correlate with, I guess. I mean, like almost a relationship. Yeah. Relationship with. And, and I think that in, that beginning, I was answering a lot of questions, helping a lot of the kids out because I was like, man, I wish I, you know, ultimately at that age, I wish I had someone that I could kind of talk to and be like, you know, how do I do this? What do I do for this and that? And from that moment on, it just kind of took fire, man. It kind of snowballed and I was enjoying it because I, it, like, and I still enjoy it because it gives me a, a sense of purpose. Not that I know everything and not that, that I have all the answers to every question that, that's, that's asked to me. Or if anything in fly fishing is black and white because it's not. It's like all gray area. But is if I can feel like I'm giving back and helping the kids out, and if one of the 150 kids get into it and they stick with it, and that one person has a positive influence on another kid and gets his son into it, mm-hmm. and it's a snowball effect, and that's then it's you know it's 1,000 percent worth it. All the videos, all the time editing, all the time shooting, all the answered questions. Because if you're not doing something that you're passionate about like with purpose behind it and you know why are we doing it and it's yeah. and it and it's it's a good feeling that they they've entrusted like you know they they trust me to give them you know good advice or give them you know answers to their questions so that's a good feeling as well and as, lo- as long as i can keep helping those kids out and you know get more people into a sport and be inclusive rather than exclusive well there's a lot of shade being thrown toward a lot of people People like to throw shade towards the younger generation trying to get into this. Like, oh, they don't know what they're doing or they're taking up spots or, you know, whatever. But if nobody's putting a positive influence out there yeah. and kind of steering them and, and, hey, here's what you want to be doing, um, how are they going to learn? Who are they going to learn from? Yeah, I think, that, um, and with <laughs> I think with that group of people that won't accept social media, we would just say social media. Or TikTok, Instagram, because probably the same people that are barking about Instagram, same people probably barking about TikTok. Um, but I think that they're just doing a disjustice to fly fishing in general because 
you know, let's just say that that percentage of people who haven't accepted it, they're the ones saying, well, this, you know, they're the ones saying that these kids are, those kids are fishing my spot. Those kids are fishing my area. Or these kids are doing it all the wrong way. We, you know, we used to never, if the kids have no one to, if, if they have no one to learn from and just have an idea what a positive, you know, what, how the right way to do something, right way to do things, then how are they supposed to learn? How are they supposed to know if no one teaches them? So how I see it is, and in the beginning, I, I fought with it a lot. And Scott, you probably did the same thing in the beginning, probably with YouTube. And even with Instagram, you know, it's this ongoing battle. It's like, you know, am I, am I helping the sport out or am I not? And I had to, I had to, I, I have, I've had many conversations with myself about it. But at the end of the day, if you're just, like I said, if you're just showing one person how to do things the right way, then it's all worth it. And I think I, you probably can yeah, talk, well, talk on it too. I, I was going to say for the longest time, I, yeah, I almost felt like bad that I was, or, or there's almost yeah, a, a bit it's of a guilt, weird, yeah. right? It's like, should I be filming or should I be, like, yeah. I almost, is this taking away from the experience? Is this, a, you know, is this not adding anything? I, I, yeah. It's, it, I think guilt is the thing. I just felt like this guilt for the longest time, but I finally accepted it because I think, yes, there are, are people and there's a lot of negativity and toxicity on social media, right? And I think it's a lot of people that, that don't like change and they don't, yeah. they don't like seeing people chase something that like a dream, they chase their dreams or chase something that they want to get after. Mm-hmm. And I think if with what I'm doing and what you're doing and even with guiding, mm-hmm. like if we can make, like you're saying a positive impact on one person, two people, however many people it is that it's all worth it, that's going to, yeah. And that's going to, help the next generation. And I think like you're saying, a lot of people don't have faith in the next generation of fly fishermen, but I think their ability to access so much, hopefully positive content and inspiring content will, will really give them like put them in a good direction going forward. I think either, either listen, either way, doesn't matter if I hate TikTok, hate social media, or if I love it, it's happening either way. Yeah. Right. It's it's, it's it's not going anywhere. So it that's, ain't going anywhere. And that's the thing. I think so. people don't realize is they might hate on it, but it, like they're not using it, so they don't know the benefits. We've talked about that too. If it's not you, if you're not, if it's if somebody's not out there doing a positive thing, there's plenty of people out there that are doing maybe like, not doing it the right yeah, the best way. The right way. Yeah. Like who better than if you're doing it the right way? Who better than you to get out there and try to try to influence things and try to help things steer because the kids are there and the stuff's not going the social media is not going anywhere mm-hmm. so and it's sad because a lot of the people who don't want to probably have a lot of influence and um can really have a or knowledge or knowledge yeah. yeah a lot of yeah a lot of influence a lot of knowledge and can distribute that knowledge and that influence to a lot of different people that could really positively Im- impact fly fishing um, I think it's all, like I said, with the whole gatekeeping thing, I think that, you know, there's such a, we're in this weird, like generate, like generation of fly fishing where, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was, you either knew someone like one person who got you in it, right? Like a grandpa or, or something We're we're in this new generation where there's not really that, but those people want to learn. Like, and even if they we call, think, it, we call it fly curious. Yeah, fly curious. I like that. And even if, um, and even if like that barrier of entry is hard to get in, at least we're making it one step easier for them. And and if like you said, like you said, if we do that for one person, that that's that snow you know snowballs. 
then it's all worth it. All that time behind it. Because if not, like you, like you said, if not, you know, if not, who are they, who are they going to turn to? And if there's no one, then they're, then they're going to leave the sport and then, or not ever into the sport. And there's these places that we love so much and that we want to conserve these, you know, all these crazy international places, even in our backyard or your favorite home stretch or ever, if no one knows about them and no one is able to enjoy them, how are they going to get protected? And I think that's a conversation to be had too. You think it's ruining these places, but if they don't know about it, how can they protect it? And I think that that's, you know, that's a whole conversation to be said and questions that those people need to ask themselves. Um, like is, it, is it really spot burning? I don't think it is. I think a lot of times it's getting people interested in a place. And then when you get interested in a place and you go travel to a place, you care, want about, to, that you place. care about that place and you want to protect it. And so maybe there's a couple more boats. Maybe there's a couple more people on the river here and there. I mean, you could take like the spot burning. You could take that too far where you're literally oh, a totally. specific spot, but that's yeah, not this, at all. Yeah. That's yeah. not at all. What's that's it. not we're what talking we're talking about. Area, yeah. A general area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we were like, Hey, guess what? In this video, we were fishing at this pin <laughs> linked below. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the general area, like, uh, the low country or like there's so places that need to be protected. Yeah. yeah like to, putting a spotlight on that and like, Hey, these are good places, like places you need to experience. These are places that, yeah, I want my kids to experience. I want my grandkids sure. to experience for sure. And I want their friends to experience. And ultimately that's going to be really one of the only ways that we're going to be able to, to protect some of these places. A lot of the places, you know, a lot of these fly fishing places, destinations, it's really all they got. You know, it's fly fishing or outdoor kind of, you know, outdoor activities. Um, and if they don't know about them, how can they protect them? How can they, you know, how can we keep them for the next generation? And like you said, you can go over the top with it. There's ways that, you know, just with anything, there's right ways and wrong ways to do things. But I think the less amount of people is detrimental because it's already pretty much, just, I mean, it's already a small, small, you know, it's a small group of people. It's a small world, really. And the, the fly fishing community isn't that big. It's not that expansive. Um, and at least you know that those kids that are on those spots, at least hopefully they've taken something away from you, Scotty, or something from me or something from you, Rob, the right way to do things. Uh, you know, if they're on that flat first, you know what I mean? Or just little, these little things that you wouldn't know unless someone told them or they learned it. And if those are the ones that are on those flats or at, at your favorite stretch of, of, of river, at least they're doing things the right way. Right. Yeah. Taking care of the fish, taking care of the fish, taking care of the, the right, area. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So when it comes to, to short form, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to talk about this a little more okay. because this is something I, like I was saying, I really want to, uh, kind of get dialed in this year. But was there, was there something that clicked when you, when you started seeing things like grow or, you know, what, what, like, what what's been the draw to the short form and then like yeah what 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 clicked first i guess honestly it i think it was like the like this is gonna not probably not sound great but i just like this like i said the stoke behind it. is that what you mean like or like more like t technically i guess i guess a little bit of both one maybe what was like the most exciting for you but really what was there something in the content that you're putting out that you were like oh people are really connected to this or, or was it just kind of like a gradual growth? Yeah, I think it really, I realized that the things that we were taking for granted, like, like when we'd go out in a flood and see tailing fish, yeah, we got excited. When we caught a fish, we'd be through the roof. But a lot of people don't get to experience it. A lot of people are in cities or up north or out west, and it's, we're in this little small cor you know, corner of the United States. And maybe they've always wanted the, that uh, 
you know, that guess, demographic has, has always wanted to see that or experience a flood tide, you know, a, a, you know, a day on, the, on, a, on a flood tide. And I think that ultimately that me making that experience as short form as I can with more meat than potatoes kind of right like, like more the, the the climax moments than all the fillers and try to fabricate this you know try to make this crazy story up behind a four-hour flood right and I think that's what it wasn't going on TikTok at that time there was really no I when I first downloaded it and I had it for the first probably six months I didn't see any other fly fishing pop up on my it's like my for you page or anything like that like it was, I was really the only person that I saw doing saltwater fly fishing stuff. Um, and I think that might, that was probably just a factor, you know, honestly, consistent, consistency, me posting, you know, at a consistent basis. And there wasn't a lot of content on there with, with fly fishing. Um, and you know, obviously I, I put in all, a lot of the exciting, the, you know, the exciting parts of a, of a trip and you know, it's, there's a lot of other things that are going on. And I think that obviously people just like that as well. People like seeing tailing fish. Who does? I mean, do you yeah. put a tailing fish anywhere? I'm, I'm watching it. You know, someone hooking up uh, to a, you know, feeding a fish that they can see and, you know, laying out a great cast and landing that fish and seeing the genuine excitement and putting that in nine seconds. And I think that that's attracted a lot of people. And at the end of the day, it's short form. Those people are, you know, they're only going to be on that video for, you know, 10 seconds or less. So see, how can in that 10 okay. seconds make the most impact in that 10 seconds? And, you know, they're not going to sit around and watch a 30 minute video on, on TikTok. You know, they're going to go to yeah. Scotty's you know, YouTube channel to watch that. Well, because the platform itself is not. Yeah, it's, it's not, not built for that. that. Like, yeah. you're not natively going to watch a 30 minute video on on TikTok. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. Not so 100%. I feel like some of the t- TikToks and stuff I've posted have been like, you know, longer, like 45 seconds to a minute. Do you find that the shorter kind of bite sized ones are? Is that like a. Yeah, I mean, I guess with people's attention span, you want to kind of get right into the into the the, juice, the bang, yeah, right, yeah. That's how I, I see. That's how I see it. I'm like, what's gonna grab? What's gonna grab the attention? Um, you know, what like that that first those first three seconds are so important, right? That's that really ultimately decides on if someone's gonna really stick on that video or not, or stay on that video. Um, and then after that three seconds, you know, obviously filling in that the rest from there. But I think that. Like you said, the platform it really isn't built for it for super long form, um, and that's but that's something that I'm you know I think that I've underst- I understand short you know how to the short form stuff and that's why I'm trying to transition to like like you said kind of a little bit longer stuff, um, being able to tell the story a little bit better, but I think that's what, honestly you know people like the excitement and I think a lot of times when people think of fly fishing they just think of some you know some grandpa on the river with a basket <laughs> fishing for trout or, or like or like Brad Pitt you know what I mean like they that's what they that's what they think fly fishing is and a lot of times a lot of times people I've you'd be so surprised people who will comment on videos be like I've never even seen someone fly fishing before this is the first time I've ever seen someone fly fishing you know, it's not, it's not like you can flick on the TV and see it, you know what I mean, on some random ESPN or, you know, um, you know, it's on live television or anything. So I think a lot of people just don't, haven't seen it, haven't experienced it and don't understand it. And they see these crazy guys with, you know, water up to their shins in what looks like a flooded field of grass trying to catch a fish, it's like something tailing in the water. I remember the, one of the first clips that I posted. This is, this is mind blowing. One of the first clips that I posted that really blew up 
was a, was a group of tailing fish. And I'd say 50% of the comments on that video were like, are these sharks? Yeah, literally. This is probably about yeah, two years ago on it. There's a group of tailing fish on a flood tide, a couple of fish tailing. like, what are these sharks doing? Oh my god! Then like people are like, "Where's the cast net? Grab the cast net!" Like, why, why haven't you thrown a cast net on these things? Like, just the craziest stuff. Um, but that kind of there's something to be said. Like, people don't see it. People don't, you know, people don't understand what it is. And I think there's a like a genuine curiosity with it. Like, it's something like, "Wow, this is something different. you see every single day." Yeah, it's, like from the outside, fly fishing is like some exotic looking wizardry. Thing. Yeah, I think I had a comment once. It was like big fish. I literally had a comment on one of the videos. Like I thought fly fishing was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, literally, I have that. I, dude, I need to find. I screenshotted is, it, dude. That's one that, to hold on to. That needs to go in a sticker. Fly fishing is a conspiracy. Yeah, theory. literally, I literally oh have gosh. that comment somewhere. On, I, and I screenshotted it. It was like I thought fly fishing was a conspiracy theory. That's like, good. dude, that's <laughs> amazing. You never told me that. that was good. It's pretty funny, but I think, um, yeah, ultimately that's what it is. And you know, I'm hoping to transition it into more. You know, I, I love the short form stuff because I, I get excited. I, I like to post. I like to post a video that I get excited about. Right. Like, damn, if, if I watch this video, I'm like, where's my fly fishing gear at? Where's my stuff at? I want to go. I want to go. Like, that's that's what I'm trying to really bring. Um, and is it does it look cool or is it cool? Maybe. But it's because we genuinely love it. And it, there's like I said, there's authenticity behind it. And we're so passionate about it. And it's something that we care about. And, and I think that that's what, that's really what it boils down to. You, you can't, you can't fake the stoke, dude. Can't, can't do it. Stoke. Can't fake the stoke. Well, when, so when did you guys, y'all, y'all told me this at some point, but when did you guys start hanging out fishing and like, cause it, were you already filming in that point or then did you start filming? Like when did that relationship start? Oh, okay. what was that two years ago? Three years ago now. Three, yeah, three, three. years ago because I had the that other boat um, grabbing freezer beers. Hold on. Oh yeah, keep idea. going. That's a great okay. idea. So three years ago, I, uh, so we had a buddy who knew a, mu- we had a, we had a, yeah, mutual, we had a mutual friend, friend yeah, who was like, "Hey, um, appreciate that." It ended up being two, but bo- his boat, our buddy's boat, my boat, and then our buddy, and there was an odd man there was another guy coming who i'd never met before and that dude junior got thrown on my boat and i was like oh okay because i think I I, this is what before, i think happened. Right, so we, we meet, we meet at my we, yeah so we meet at my buddy zach's house and I've, I've been fishing with zach at this point for a little while um zach is a marine and he was like hey uh, my brother's coming into town and oh, was his brother yeah it was his brother he that said my brother's coming into town and uh we want to hit this flood he had a small smaller skiff and he was like, I'm going to invite my buddy Rob and maybe y'all can fish together. At this point, I had never met Rob. So I said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. So we show up at his house. Rob pulls up. And I think, I don't know if Rob knew I could pull or not, which is like, you don't want to be pulling some dude all day that you don't even know. And so I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think Zach had asked him, like, or uh, Rob was like, at, at like that subconsciously time, was, was like, can he pull? Just I was just starting to guide or just getting into guiding at the time. Yeah, I don't even know if was, you've guided yet. I was just, I was working yeah, yeah, on I you was were getting my so early, at that, yeah. at that time. Yeah. And, um, and so basically, they threw me on his boat. So the brothers fished together. They threw me on Rob's boat on a flood. It was icy. The, uh, and that was the first time we fished together. And I think we, I pulled f- 
first to prove it to him that hey, I can actually pull. I can, you know, you're not just pulling some kid around. Horrible, I have a horrible memory, so I don't remember. And um, I remember the fish that we caught together. Yeah, which he, I pointed out today because we actually fished in that area today. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's where J- Junior and I caught our first fish together. Yep, and then you, yeah, so I, mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. You caught your fish. We were pretty. Obviously did I catch a fish that day? You did. Oh, I, have, I, I don't still even have a photo. remember that fish. I just remember the fish that Junior caught. And then yeah, yes. so then I get onto the pointy end, and then he he pulls me onto a fish. So we stuck. I think we stuck two that day on our first little fishing adventure together, and we've been friends ever since. And I probably have hung out and with him more in the filming, last yeah. two years than anybody. We spent a lot of time together, and um, yeah, so yeah, it's an awesome friendship, and I think that you know it's 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 mutually reciprocated where, you know, we both love fly fishing. We love being, we love the area. Um, and you know, if we can film and capture our experiences, it kind of just puts a cherry on top. Helps me, helps me out putting my name out there a little bit more. Helps junior out getting him on the skiff and just, I mean, we go straight to the fish most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just a cool kind of. It's just worked out well for both of us. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What what did you think about uh, the filming and like capturing, you know, the fishing aspect or like just adding the film? You know, the funny it. thing is, when I first met Junior, I was actually playing with the camera more than I find myself playing with it now. Now I find myself so focused on. I still have the camera. I still have the drone. You know, whatever. But at that time, I was more. I was taking more photography, doing more with photography. I had actually had, I'd only just bought my first mirrorless. It wasn't like junior came on the boat with a camera. No, that kind of, that morphed into something that he was pursuing. And at the same time, like I said, I was getting into guiding and pursuing that new career and going into that. I, I, yeah, came to, you know, I'd done a little bit of stuff on a, on like a, like a mirrorless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I uh, I had had a camera for a few months, just done some filming, just learning it, doing some video stuff. Nothing serious at all. And I, I didn't even bring it on the skiff that day. I didn't even bring it. I'd had it for, like I said, a couple months. And then pre that, I was just, you know, really what's entry level for everyone. Like I had a, Go, a GoPro and I just bring it with me on my kayak and, and fish. And then I finally made that transition into like, you know what? I want to start taking more, you know, uh, photos. And it was doing- really organic though. Cause I remember it basically yeah. happened. Like it was very organically. Like it just, it's morphed into, it's funny to look back me in my career and junior with the whole filming thing. Cause it's funny to look back when we first met each other, we were both kind of getting started in both those things and looking back at who we were then what we thought we knew then. Um, <laughs> and looking back at it, like, wow, I didn't know anything. Like yeah. the difference between the angler I am now after spending three years straight on the water. I mean, it's a lot of time before that, but like there's a difference when you're on the water nearly every day. And then junior's been getting after it on the camera. And like, it's like, dude, that's it's cool. That seeing the ri- it's, it's cool seeing the rise. <laughs> oh, the different person. Yeah. It's really, yeah, yeah. It's really cool seeing the growth behind it. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It's, it's like, so we're like a short period of time and it feels like it's been forever. Um, because I can't believe like that much has happened that quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's with, filming or guiding fishing like anything if you if you can look back a year ago at your work or where you were at in fishing and be like damn like that video sucked or <laughs> yeah, yeah. what was i thinking with yeah. that or, man, um, i like know like how to find fish at different places now like this yeah 
Growth is awesome. Yeah. If there's ever not growth, if you're ever at a stagnant point, it's, I don't know. I want to start looking for something else to do. That's really I think what it it does is it kind of goes like the whole, and I think, Scott, you're probably the same way as like when I first, the reason I first picked up the like a GoPro or whatever it was, like I was experiencing things like by myself that I, I just like wanted to show to my friends. I was like, my friends are never going to believe this happened. <laughs> like this, this yeah. did like, you know, nature's crazy. Yeah. Nature's, nature's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. So ultimately that, that was really why is I was capturing these, I was ex- having these experiences and not like, I was like, how can I capture this? Even if it was with a GoPro, right. Even if it was this, some, you know, stupid clip or some shitty clip and, that's it's so crazy to see that was like my step in into what it is now. It's and it's such a cool thing to look back. I hate watching old. I, like I won't even watch old videos because it's like yeah. <laughs> as soon as I'm like you're probably the same way. Yeah. I get done with mine and I'm like I'm done with them. Like even even like the short a lot of the short ones. I was just like oh, that was cool. Okay, what I was, was I thinking? Did I really yeah. sound like that? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I mean, I bet you you're probably like the same way. Straight GoPro. Yeah transition and what it is now is insane i was making trips to the mountains with my cousins to go fly fishing you know when the on our weekends like we'd drive two hours to the mountains and it was such a cool experience for us to have together and i remember just being like i want to show my parents or i want to show my friends yeah this is so cool i want to show people this and then i think the two have paired really well over the years you know they've like the growth like I've been learning fly fishing as I've been learning filmmaking this whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they've, it's a good feeling. It's like a sacrifice on both ends, right? Cause if you, you sacrifice some fishing time, you know, but then you're also like, I wouldn't also probably wouldn't be here if I wasn't filming and we didn't like chase after a career in YouTube yeah. and whatnot. Um, which kind of happened organically. Right. But, uh, I think the two pair really well just because like you're constantly pushing yourself you're constantly growing you're constantly trying to capture something new see it through a new lens like you're saying yeah i think that you know that video has made me slow everything down made me i think it's like i said it's made me a better flying alert it's a lot like pulling and pulling a skiff you know when you're pulling a skiff you're so aware of everything else going on and you're able to see things happening it learns so much yeah just watching you see things in the moment right you see these things in the moment and maybe something that guy in the bow did Maybe not right. You can learn or from right. that. Or right. No, or right. Yeah, no. Or right. But you can learn from that on the while you're pulling, right? You learn from these experiences. You learn from these situations. And it's the same thing behind the camera. And I think, Scotty, you could probably talk about that as well, how, you know, how it's probably made you, you know, a better angler as well. You really have to put on the blind. It's like you have to put on your blinders. And it's just like what you said when you're looking for a fish, right? There's so many comparisons between polling fishing and video like there's so many things that are inter- like intertwined because i think something for me because there's days that i go out alone scouting and rather than um again the focus is just being like i have to catch that fish it's amazing when you step back and just try to capture just watch the fish and just capture like a film or something or capture a moment like just sit back and instead of chasing them see what they do you learn so much, so yeah. much from that experience. Not that I'm doing, again, I'm not on y'all's level, but like, it's fun to just sit back and film it 
and learn so much just by watching, letting nature do its thing, letting the fish do their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, I think to that too. I'm always trying to like I'm always asking, or I'm always like yeah, trying kind of asking questions throughout, right? Like in my head, I'm trying to ask mm-hmm. questions to the subjects that I'm filming to try to like get a gauge of what we're doing, why we're doing it. You know, oh, we're moving spots. Okay, why why are we moving spots? Right, like I'm, a, I'm asking yeah. questions when I'm filming that I probably wouldn't typically ask if I wasn't filming. Mm. And so I think that has definitely helped me because I've learned stuff. Like just this weekend, asking, you know, I'm thinking, okay, my filmmaking brain's like, okay, we're transitioning to a new zone, so we got to we have to communicate that to the audience, right? So I'm asking, okay, so why are we transitioning or why are we moving to the spot? You know, whatever the tide's coming down, blah blah blah, right? And so then I'm learning stuff like that as I'm filming and I'm also looking back on it when I'm editing. So I've given context to the film. Yeah. yeah. You're giving context to the film. Um, yeah, but it's also like, I'm able to learn. That's, so yeah, that's yeah. really unique. That's yeah. That's yeah. I, 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 I honestly, oh, I never really pick, thought about pick, that. You're yeah, picking our brains. It was good. It was awesome yeah. to share, share that, um, that information, like talk, talk through those different things. Yeah. And y'all killed it. Like, I think one of the, my goals always with this type of filmmaking and the types of videos I like to make, I really want it to be, I don't want it to seem like you have to perform, right? I want, I want people to feel comfortable. I want it to be very natural, organic. I want it to just be like, I'm asking you and I have a conversation. Yeah. There's no camera on. And so sometimes it's really subtle where I'm holding the camera or whatnot. And so I think, this weekend was great because like you guys killed it on 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 the camera and stuff and appreciate it out there having fun well yeah exactly (laughs) we're just having fun but that's the best that's like the dream right for filming because you want to capture those organic just like fun moments we haven't even talked about the flood this morning which was was a pretty epic day which is sun was shining let's let's bring this tangent yeah i was like we didn't even back we we, we talked we got so stoked about that Last thirty minute window, and then we got some beers flowing, and we haven't talked about this the, this, the flood this morning that, and how that epic first, that was. Like, yeah, that was this morning. That, that was this morning, cast. which feels like three days ago. Like we roll up on the flat, and that fish was tailing. Happy. I'm like, you guys are still kind of getting ready. I'm like, guys, guys. Dude, I was still half asleep. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. trying. I was all <laughs> I was still bubbly half trying asleep, to get. Dude. Hey, Junior, wake up, man. Um, <laughs> never drink like, your coffee, like, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude, I never drank a bigger I cup of coffee. My coffee, I found, I had. I barely drank my coffee this morning because it literally went straight into like yeah. there's a tail. Was that the one that fell in the water? No, that was the it, day before. So the, the coffee that, yeah. that was this morning. The coffee fell yeah, in the water this morning. All, yeah, um, we'll get there. Yeah, whoa, man, we're whoa, just whoa, catching whoa. everything. Sorry about that, <laughs> dude. That fish was tailing and happy. It's like there's your fish. Get ready, dude. First cast, man. Was the first cast? It yeah, was like first your first, cast. first or second, first or, but early. It was, it was the same fish. First or second cast. Yeah, first I mean, shot we had I mean, the fish. Took all the info, everything we'd been talking about for the couple of floods. Spent all that. night studying. Spent apparently, all night studying. Like, probably did just write notes. Showed up for the test. Like <laughs> I'm putting Aced it right. It. I'm putting that fly right there. I'm gonna pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Wait. Oh, don't look at the fish. Tick. Got it. Oh, dude. He was, cast. Lead the fish. fish. Got it. That fish saw your fly. From it hadn't like it was. At least a foot from the fly. And I, you got it on film, right? So yeah, yeah, we might be film. able to get to share this with people at some point. Dude, that fish saw your fly and just like rushed it and crushed it. 
He literally got to that fly dude, from where he was it. and literally I lost half a my second. mind. I lost my it was mind. So sick. Dude. He literally he attacked it. Like he didn't just eat the fly. He saw that fly and he attacked it. Like he literally saw it, attacked it. Beeline. And it. that doesn't happen every time. Like but that. when that happens, compared to what we were dude, seeing the day before, that right? Like, is, yeah. I lose. I I don't care. I'm just gonna. That's gonna put a smile on my face all day. Yeah. Um, like compared to what we were seeing the day before, where like it was like kind of like fifty fifty, where there was some fish that were tailing, and I guess you can say happy. And then there was fish that we were making some really good shots on. Because you were like, "Am I doing something wrong?" I'm like, "No, yeah, nope, just well." We talked about things to do better, but like ultimately, you had some yeah, good cast some fish rejected you the day. Prior. Good enough. Good you enough. Caught, to, you caught that eat. one fi- that we thought you should have caught. Then you caught that one fish, and then but dude, those fish this morning were like, "We are eating that fly." Yeah, <laughs> it was, dude. We are not. It was. Dude, that fish crushed yeah, it so first, hard. You're like, yeah, we just get out there and I we're just like, couldn't believe it. Man, you know, it's such a nice morning. But oh it my god, really there's nice. a fish! Oh my god, we're on! And then he, then he popped then he off. Right off. Everybody's like, oh, he caught did the he fish. pop off? Did he spit the hook? He came off the hook. He spit. They spit. So it? Whatever, it? whatever, for whatever reason, yeah, I don't I, remember what. I mean. When you're fishing, and this is for the days are all know, mixed. When you're fishing in that thick grass, so many things can happen. You know, that fish tries to eat the fly, and your hook. There's a lot going on in there. So for whatever reason, and then all the pressure on the hook when he starts plowing through the grass, because you had him on, and then before he popped off. I I do remember that was a big fish. That was a big fish. When I strip set him, it like it nice usually fish. you strip set him and you can kind of pull him a little. No, dude, it, it wasn't was not the fish. We it, not the it was like we that dude. Joking. Yeah, that dude was dude, that stopped. fish was going the other way. Yeah. And so um, I think I lifted my rod a little prematurely, but I mean, reckless who knows? abandon, yeah. Who knows? You know, I mean, it's a fish. You know, ultimately he can do that and come straight towards you, and that you know he maybe who he knows? maybe he crushed it, but that hook isn't all the way in there, and now he's coming towards you. You're trying to get line tight. Like it's so, like I said, it's so much stuff going on. I think the important part is when you have something happen, whether good or bad, reflect on it because you always want to be better for the next fish. Because on the next fish, you were extra careful. I watch. You were extra careful on. We should. Anyways, two minutes later. Po- yeah, that fish pops <laughs> off, and I'm like, Literally Scotty, next fish. don't worry about it. I got you another fish. We turn. We go start working towards that fish, happy as it could be. Again. Boom. Laid that fly right out there. It was just right in front of him. Pull, pull, pull. Little ticks. There's the conversation, rewatching the conversation was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you stuck that fish. I'm like, what is going on? Dude, it How'd was... How'd that feel, Scotty? Oh, my God. How'd that feel? Dude, it just... Put it like, into words. It, it all happened so fast. <laughs> like, it was... Oh, my God. I kind of, oh, my God. I lost him. Damn it. And then, like, right away, it was... There's a fish. Oh, shit. Okay. And then you're back in the... You Boom. totally forget about that last fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, yeah, then I hooked him. But then I was, think that's why it's so hard to, like, re... Like, re... Uh, like, collect all the memories. Because, like, you just forget... <laughs> you just forget oh, about man. all this stuff. So much happens. So much and happens. You're it's just crazy. so stoked too. It's hard to so explain stoked. it just in words. <laughs> you have to watch the video to understand. That fish took you for a ride, dude. He, I thought I panicked because he took me under that that. <laughs> he said I panicked that He's brush. Like, do, do I keep reeling? Do I? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's when your coffee fell in, right? When we were trying to. Uh, no, the the fish. I backed the boat up. The fish had tunneled under through a bunch of thick grass. I backed the boat up. Used the push pole to re- get the fish out. Of that grass, get your line out of that grass. The fish then ran behind the boat, got in the trim tabs. I'm in there. Oh yeah. Coffee. I had been drinking my, trying to drink my coffee. It was up on the polling platform above me. It falls off the polling platform since we're all on the same side of the boat now. <laughs> That's right. A boat leans over. It falls off into the water. I'm like, forget that. I'm. I thought we were gonna lose that fish because he was not. He was on the opposite side of the boat 
all in the trim tabs under the motor. I just started dragging him by the line, dragging him out from under the boat. And just a pretty fish, too. Multiple pretty spots. Fish. Pretty Such fish. Pretty it's fish. great size. Like, wow. Such yeah. a pretty fish. What a yeah, way to awesome. start a morning. Dude, what He a ended way. up not needing the coffee because... Yeah. Dude, that we started your, And your fish. coffee was a little bit salty. Yours had like yeah. a salty caramel. Well, unfortunately, it was a closed... Sea, like uh, it was a but the rim, a little salt so rim, a little like, like a margarita. If I'd have put some caramel on there... Oh, then we're just Dude, you next gotta level. pay for that. You gotta pay some good money Next level. That. That's was, pretty cool. Yeah. That was a great start to the morning, though. Awesome start just, to the morning. When, yeah, I think when the fish are happy like that, oh, it gets you so pumped. And then yeah. you got up and we had you had a couple shots. A couple shots. Was able to get tight, which was which was good. It took um, a while, though, I remember. Take, we yeah, took we a had a bunch of, bit of time. They, it's weird how they can be so happy, absolutely happy, to where they'll just launch forward and crush a fly. Or, you know, they just want, want it. And then you move 100 yards, and the fish is like, man, eh, not playing this game. At the end of the day, there's so many things that are trying to get to that fish. Like, right? They're, they're, their awareness is so good while they're on that flat because not only they're in shallow water right they're surrounded by the grass any little thing any shadow it, it, you know there's three people on a skiff walking around stuff rolling around it's, camera it's not boxes like we're the only shut. ones that have gone after those yeah fish, so like. and it's just that's another factor in, in in saltwater fly fishing or just flood tide fishing in general um and you have all these different like i said all these different factors those those fish are aware they i mean you know you can see them but a lot of times they know you're there and when, once they do, their awareness is on 100. And, it's, and as soon as you see that tail go up, that thing will sink down. And you're like, how can this fish disappear in this amount of water? And they do all the time. All the time. You come up to a happy fish. You're like, how? This fish is literally just Houdini'd us. He's there. Might have heard us come up. You know, so there was that one shadow. fish that we saw from so Back far away. Back into a corner. 300 yards. Just into a it, corner. Like, I hate giving distances because it's like, oh, you're probably exaggerating. That fish was way out there. Like, he, but he was so happy tailing flopping around it was like you could see him from a ridiculous distance and then just and, like uh, was that the one actually, who need no we ended up getting to that fish oh, okay that's and right. then he we were quiet everything and then you dropped the fly line well out in front of it and he just was not he's just out gone yeah. all right wild <laughs> we're playing that game now one thing that i uh didn't they the one that ate and you could hear him eat he like slurped it. Like the and next like, fish like, you ended up catching, but even that fish was on the verge, like that. Yeah, he was on the. Yeah, yeah he was, was like, yeah, eh. eh, kind of like. Which ones? Yeah, there was one that we heard eat, like literally slurp. Was that, that one who ate off the grass? Yeah, that he, he ate because you were fishing off the left, I think. Or yeah, it's like all bundled up. It all it meshes together. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that any, was a cool fish. anytime we you can get multiple fish on a flood, man, that's a good day, dude. That's, that's a good day. There was days that we used to go out. Man, we caught one. We're freaking through the moon. Yeah, flood you know, tide we're through the moon on the fly is definitely not. It's not a numbers game. A, well, you beat me to the words. It's not. It's not a numbers <laughs> game. Uh, there are days where you can put up some numbers, but it's I'm out there for the challenge. I'm out there because I want it. Like it's all trying to make all those things come together, and then trying to get that fish to eat and it's the challenge that yeah. takes you out there. If you're thinking you're gonna go catch a bunch of fish. I mean, if you're really like, if you've been doing it a while or you've been practicing, you can really cast and really put it where it needs to be consistently, maybe, but it's, it's, you're out there for the challenge. Mm-hmm. I think something I noticed too was because the flood tide is a limited time, you know, it's only a yeah, certain amount. That was a funny thing that you weren't used to. 
Yeah, because I'm whole I'm used weekend. to you know you can go to the creek. That Look, run is still to gonna be that. Yeah, I'm like, no, dude, this this water's dropping. That's why you yeah. are so locked in when you're up there on the on the bow. Yeah, that's your window. When you're filming, you're like, okay, I have this short window. We have to get all the shots. That's one of the things that makes this area pretty not not just this area. I and mean, we there are big tides from you know all up and down the east coast. You know, from Jacksonville to Wilmington, North Carolina, like there's big tides. So in these tidal zones you're working with small windows of opportunity because that tide's just moving six hours, 15 minutes. You're going from high to low six hours, 15 minutes. You're back at high. Like the, the water's just constantly moving. So trying to make, you know, being at the right place at the right time, capitalizing on that. And around here, our tide is so big out of, out of that whole stretch that I just talked about. Like we have the biggest tide at all that, that water's just, I mean, it's moving. And so you have maybe three hours, maybe four on a really big tide, maybe five hours of flood tide. But it's added pressure. It's added pressure behind the lens. It's added pressure. It's added pressure being that guy on the on the you know on the pointy on the bow trying to catch a fish because you know it's it's like a count. It's like a game. It's literally like a sports. There is a countdown. There's gonna there's gonna be a moment where that clock hits zero. It's time to go home. (laughs) Win or lose, go home. Or you're stuck. Yesterday, like for the most, yeah. Or you're stuck. Like don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, It was funny yesterday because there was a point where like I was I ran hard to get to a spot. We got there and you were inspired with something and I've tried to not do that at all, but you were like, hey, I'd like to do that. I'm like, we got to go in there and see if these fish are here right now. We'll do that later. <laughs> oh yeah. It was like some shot. So, yeah. I was like, it, dude, yeah. we can get that another time. We have this like time and we actually missed it. Like yeah. we were there. Tideways for no man. We were probably there 20. Yeah. The tideways tide for, no for no man. Uh, we were there probably 15, 20 minutes late and those fish had, they left that oyster mound and went somewhere else. And they were not there at that time. And it was like, you're on a time constraint and it's yeah. and that tide happens when it happens, whether it's first thing early in the morning or late in the evening or middle of the day. Like it happens when it happens. If you, you know, people, you know, Oh, I want to come. You know, I want to go, but I want to go do dinner that night. It's like, dude, that's when the flood tide is right. or the low tide or, you know, whatever prime fishing for the day may be. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's why I think that that's why, you know, Maybe another reason why the short form video is <laughs> just because it's like you only a short form, you know, amount of time to, to, to fish and like on a, especially like on a flood. Um, but I think that's what it adds to the, to the intrigue. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because as much as, you know, we would love to be out there all day fishing for tailing fish. I mean, who wouldn't, it's, you know, if it was like that, would we enjoy it as much? Would we love it as much? Would we be as passionate about it as much? Would it make us better anglers if it was that way? I don't know. But because there is. Louisiana is a lot of fun when yeah. you go there and they have a one to two foot tide and you can literally sight fish all day, which oh, in yeah. theory, I don't want to like you can sight fish all day here, but there's periods of the tide where it's much harder and there's a lot more factors involved. But there, I, I get envious sometimes of their small tides. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, that'd be fun. It, it is fun, but then you on the flip side, you also have the. But I love the, the dynamic, the flood ties yeah, all the, the dynamic, movement, yeah. and how it's a, a different thing every day. You cannot get in a rut around here. It's it's would be nearly impossible to get in a rut sight fishing, in you know the gen, like on the east coast here. Yeah, yeah. I think that it um you know 
there's no one way to do things that you have to constantly adapt. And it's a fishery. It's a, like you said, it's a very diverse fishery, but you, it's, it's changing, you know, changes with the seasons. And if you're not completely in tune with it, um, or out there a lot, then, you know, you can, there'll be some tough days out there. There's tough days. I mean, there's tough days, even if you're tough days, but I'm just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You try, but you can get tough days. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to say, uh, basically your, so your TikTok stuff, obviously you have the short form deal down when I know you have done some YouTube stuff, but <laughs> what's holding you back from doing more YouTube? Oh, wow. Nice. Dang, question. Hit me with the deep, dude, deep cuts. I'm like, junior, when we do another, like a uh, low, we didn't do a low tides video this year. Um, what's holding me back? You know, it, it's, I think, you know, it, I want to, if I'm going to tell a story and I'm going to do a long form video on it, I want to give that story justice and I want to give it the time and the detail it deserves. So if I'm telling, if I'm telling a story about Scotty and the story, you know, the story of Wildfly, I want to give that story as much as I, you know, as much justice as I possibly can. With that being said, even if it's a fishery, if it, even if it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, Caribbean or Mexico or even if it's Everglades whatever if I want to give that fishery that destination justice and I and I think I'm working towards I think like Louisiana stuff like that longer form stuff that I've been working on that you know I hope can make improve me as a film you know as I guess a videographer if that's even what you want to call it Um, but I think that's really I want to fine-tune it so that I am I'm happy with the product I put out. I don't want to put, or I'm happy with the, with the video I put. I don't want to just put out this long video because I should, right? I want to, if I'm going to do, I want to do it with all, you know, full effort. You know, um, I don't want to half-ass it. What would you want to, I want to full-ass, full-ass, full-ass it. Um, is that what you said today on the scale? Full-ass it. Full-ass it. I think that's Get that tattooed you on your butt. <laughs> But I, honestly, I just want to give the story, like if I'm going to say a long, give a long video, I want it to be a meaningful long video from begin, from minute one to minute 30, a meaningful video. Um, but I think honestly, that's what it is. And I, hopefully I can transit, you know, transition into that. Um, and yeah, go from there. I like the little push though. Yeah. Well, I would say, uh, <laughs> this is me for, forcing it with cameras rolling. <laughs> Why no, are no. you going to, well, I've obviously said it before, but I, I think that there's like a, a need for that's, that's uh, why I'm oh, that's why I yeah. like the question yeah there's a need for like good genuine fly fishing content in 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 the salt water especially like redfish stuff and like you're doing on TikTok you're making it accessible you're making it relatable and I think if you can take that into a longer form um, onto YouTube I think hopefully some of the people watching would agree with me <laughs> uh, I think you guys would kill it and I. Th- one counter to what you're saying about giving it justice. I do agree with that, but something that I've, that I think has really helped me improve over the years is I read something a while ago that said a good book that is published is better than a perfect book that's never written. Mm -hmm. And so I've taken that into my YouTube stuff of a lot of times, like I have, I am a huge perfectionist when it comes to my work and I'm sure you are as well. And it's very easy to not, go through with the project cause it's not perfect. Right? Yeah. It's not how you want it. But what I found is if you can just finish a project, right? It doesn't have to be exactly how you wanted it to be, but it's good enough to put out and you can do that over time. You, you then look back a year, two years from, 
from then and you're like, wow, I've made so much progress. But if you never make that video over that course of time, that perfect video, you aren't going to, you aren't going to improve. Yeah. So that would, that would just be my, something to consider that's helped, helped me a ton. Yeah. And I, and I, my brain like works in weird ways where I'm like, I know that I'm capable of like, for me making three, you know, short clips or whatever you want to call it a week for me, like that's doable. Like for for some reason for me, like how my brain, like I know that I'm capable of doing that, but I'm like, okay, if I tried to do, you know, one long video a week, am I, am I going to be able to do that? Am I going to be capable and have the means to do that and give it the time it deserves? So for some reason I'm like, you know what? That task looks a little bit less daunting. Like the short, like I could do four or five short clips, you know, in, in, in a week, but for some reason that for me, that doesn't seem as daunting. Um, but I think like, like you said, telling that story for me seems like such a, well, so what, what are your, what, what length are your videos typically right now? Like for TikTok? Yeah. Like oh, what are your, man, what, I mean, anywhere from, you know, six seconds to maybe 20 at the okay. longest, 25 right? at the longest. So you might be looking at long form, like the stuff I'm making as like 30 minutes. Yeah. You can make a five minute video. Yeah. That's long form to you. Yeah. Five minutes to 10 minutes. That's, that's doable. Yeah. Dude, you could whip out a. A badass, like you guys go out for one day and fish, and you, <laughs> yeah. you film, that's long form. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be these mega big films. Um, but I, at the same time, I feel like the TikTok stuff, it is completing a project, right? They're smaller, but you are completing. Yeah. Them, which gives you, like, you need to complete it to feel that kind of like. The, uh, the gratification, the gratification of, of it. Of yeah. Finishing a project. And then you're on to the next one. Yeah. So that, that in itself is kind of like finishing something. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So hopefully I'll get into it. There's, there's my push. That's go, my, go spam <laughs> ties and tails on, on TikTok. Make long videos. Make long, video. <laughs> Make long videos now, please. Yeah. Uh, I guess to kind of, to start wrapping this up, um, what is y'all's biggest takeaway from this past weekend and this trip that we went on? Just the whole experience. You gonna start, Rob? Yeah, I think for me, like I said, I've never. We've carried, obviously carried the camera comes along plenty of times going fishing, but for me, it was interesting seeing how you put. And it was already mentioned once, but it was interesting seeing how you put together one of these films. I almost imagine, or in my mind, I thought the, the camera basically would be like running the whole time from start to finish. And the reality is, I mean, we only captured a, a small part of the entire experience of the, the week, the weekend, the three days that we fished. Um, yeah, it was, it was, but yet you're, you were very, you're still putting that story together. Cause obviously people aren't going to watch 70 something hours of film. Like, so you're, you're very deliberately putting together that story. Uh, and all that other time, I mean, we were just having fun, goofing off, and like having a good time with it. So it was that was interesting, like to see like oh the camera's not running the whole time. Um, yeah, that was weird. Seeing seeing a film put together like that was was interesting. And but in general, I mean, it was fun to learn. It was fun to learn that side of what you're doing there. So I enjoyed it. I think the coolest part was, and this is probably my biggest takeaway is having that struggle in the beginning 
Like we're like there. There was some pretty low moment. Like some pretty. We were, we were through, like really grinding there for for a bit, right? Not just with the fishing, just all of it. Just they can't all. We're we're really into the thick of it a little bit. Really grinding it out. Really pretty much struggling. And then at the end, having the glory, having the success, it just makes that success so much sweeter. Like yes, the experience is awesome. Yes, the low country is awesome. Yes, tailing redfish are great. But you can't fake the stuff that we went. Like there's no you know what we went through and what we had to go through to have that success to catch the fish to make like it's like it's you almost couldn't even write a better script for the weekend like yeah do the sand that suck yeah you know what i mean yes was it blowing 30 yes but i mean once you see that tailing fish 30 feet away all those go out the window dude and then when you get that fish to eat and that fish comes to hand it's just such a like a you like it's such a awesome moment and it those struggles have made that moment, those moments in the end so much sweeter. And to be able to like let Scotty experience a weekend with us. So many people come Scotty and they, they experience four hours with us, hang out with us for four hours. They might shoot, they might fish. Um, but you got to spend three, four days with us and really see, you know, who we really are, what this place is really about and the beauty behind it and why it's so special and why it's so important. And I think that, you know, with that being said, I know you can probably touch on that too, but you know, it's just really cool. And also having you on the skiff and you listening to us and, and, and seeing things, you know, seeing things from th- like through your lens and then seeing you literally grow in literally 48 hours as a, as a, as a fly fisherman, um, not saying you weren't great in December cause you were, but seeing you asking questions on why, like genuine, genuine questions on, you know, did I do anything wrong here? Why didn't that fish eat? Um, genuine, like genuine curiosity, not because the film was, you know, because the camera was rolling. And you taking that informa- information, processing that, and applying it. There's so many people that hop on the skiff with us where, you know, I'm not saying that me and Rob know everything, but, you know, we're out there enough to be able to, you know, hey, you know, maybe just try this or maybe try to do this. And one it goes throughout one, you know, goes in one ear, out the other, where you actually applied it and you used it. And ultimately, you got the, re- the reward for it. And that should, that should be like such an awesome feeling for you. I know I'm like, I'm ecstatic. I'm through there. I was so excited for you. I was like through the roof. I was so happy. Um, and I think, you know, Rob's face says, yeah, yeah says it, it all fun. on the, on the film. You're pretty excited too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you dropped your coffee and phone all at the same time oh, while you caught so it. So you're just, everything was getting thrown everywhere. Stuff happened this weekend that like, I ha- I mean, I'm on the boat nearly every day and the coffee doesn't come off. <laughs> the boat i haven't dropped my phone in years <laughs> like, <laughs> drop the phone in yeah that was good how, how would you how would how would you uh give us a breakdown how would you how do you feel about the weekend how, how do you feel it went uh dude i i had a blast man um and i, I appreciate what you're saying and for you guys listening don't think that i'm some perfect fly angler in the low country i still <laughs> i still struggled quite a bit but, but um, I, I would caveat real quick like that's the beauty of fly fishing like yes yes you're always trying if you ever master it it's nearly impossible to master yeah it's a tough i mean and and, and it's you know there's a lot of people who are comfortable in their in their little space you know there's so many people who just you know i'm good at trout i like trout i don't want to venture that the saltwater stuff seems scary or seems daunting and you took it with full, hey, let's do it. Yeah, come on. I'll film it. We'll film it. And you're going to capture some moments that are low. And you're going to capture capture some minutes that, you know, some moments that are super high. And I think that there's something to be said there as well is, you know, there's so many people that, you know, 
I, you know, I look at trout stuff and I'm like, man, that's, some of that stuff is just like a foreign language to me. Midges, six yeah. eggs, tippet. Yeah, I have yeah. so much to learn. People, about people world. tie flies this small, dude. I can't even see this fly. Like, <laughs> like, dude, what? Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was in Brevard. I was trying to tie like the Mike. Line. That little tiny line, I was trying to demonstrate. To, and I was like, how do people do that? <laughs> I'm used to 15, 20 pound tests or just whipping around. Yeah. yeah. And you, you just so get so funny. comfortable in your little space because it's what you know, right? And it's like you almost don't want to throw yourself out there and, and you know, you're, you don't want to try something new because for the fear of failure where you took it with open arms and not saying you haven't done saltwater stuff in the past, but it's, you know, every destination is different. Every fishery is different. So to you to do that and, and, immerse yourself in it is i mean it's it was it was pretty awesome you know what i mean yeah no dude i yeah definitely and i would say the like coming down here um and when we started planning out this trip well initially when i met you guys you know i felt like like i was saying earlier we just clicked right off the bat and i'm always drawn to the people that i meet Mm -hmm. you know and the people and people that uh you know kind of have that same drive right that who who want to challenge themselves who who like the similar things that i like they want to constantly get better at their craft whatever yeah. it is and i could tell right off the bat that you guys had that and so that was great and so i think coming down here and when we were playing the film i really wanted to capture the full experience because like when we fished just without filming back in december we had so much fun and that was just one day a couple hours yeah and so i wanted to, i wanted to come down here and with the film and everything like capture everything like what what that really feels like and hopefully bring the audience along with with us um because like you said the saltwater thing does seem very unattainable and it might be for some people i mean i've been fish fly fishing for like 10 plus years now and i am just barely starting to understand it yeah. and get into it so it, it might take some time but i do want to make it feel like it's accessible to people um and so I, I would say just the, yeah, the, the overall experience was, was amazing. Obviously hanging out with you guys was, was a blast and just getting to capture it all. And now I'm pumped to get in the, the editing <laughs> office and yeah. just crank away, dude. Yeah. Slave away, lock in. Oh, I think it's like, you know, putting yourself in an uncomfortable, like an uncomfortable situation only helps you, only helps you grow as an angler, helps you grow as a videographer. Um, and yeah, man, it was just, it was an awesome weekend, dude. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. For all the crazy things that had happened, it was like it was just a pretty awesome weekend. At the end of the day, it was it was it was feels blast. like a week long, <laughs> but it's it a couple feels of days. Like it's been a lot longer. In a couple yeah, of we days. might fish yeah. tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, we might. Yeah, <laughs> if the weather lets us. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Well, let's end it on that, boys. Uh, we got to get to bed here, and uh, maybe hit in the morning. Scotty, we appreciate you coming out, man. Dude, it was, it was yeah. awesome, dude. Thank you for coming, dude. Down. I appreciate you guys. Guys hosting me. Absolutely. Junior's first podcast. First podcast yeah. ever. How'd it go? How you feeling? I think we did all right. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We kept the cursing down to minimal. Cracked, so it's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Sweet boys. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, fellas. Great yeah. weekend. We'll do it again uh, soon. Yes. Yes. See you guys in the next one. Take care. <laughs>